Lil Malatis is the caterer and special sponsor for this episode of True Hill Heat. These are delicious. I'm Mark. You want, you want, you want. That's why. Right. And you got my wedding sneakers, my right. pizza. It's it's even good off my seat. Must be a Chicago thing. Must be a Chicago <laughs> thing. We're eating deep dish. We must be in Chicago. So welcome everyone. The Pro Wrestling Spotlight presents True Hill Heat 46. Yes, we are live coming from Chicago, Illinois for all all out weekend. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3, and I am back with the returning Chicago's own, our Chicago tour guide, the True Hills Chicago Pioneers. He is the one, the only, from day one of True Hill Heat, from the first episode, this man has been providing stats for us in our comments section. He's probably going to have to share our video on the True Hills page because he's an admin there. It's your job to do that. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So you're an admin? He's, he's an admin oh, on the True Hills page as well. It is the returning stat king. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, Hello. welcome back. The Stat King, how does it feel? We're back in your hometown. Um, hometown. I don't know about that. But. Well, you're your new hometown. You're in transplant town. Glad, glad to be, glad to be back. As always, glad to be uh, on the show. Glad to be able to talk to you guys, and not just in the comment section, to be able to talk to you guys live, and now be the person answering some of the comments in the comment section. Yes, he's going to be reading a bunch of comments during the live feed. He's got to go to the Spotlight Nation to share that video with you, True Heels. So he's going to he's gonna be occupied for a moment. So while he's doing that, let me introduce the gentleman to my right. First time ever on True Heel Heat. You guys might have saw him on a prior episode of the Jobber Tears podcast. But he's a man of many, many names, many, many aliases. For True Hill, for our pot heel friend Ness, he calls him the True Hill Sexist. I before called him True Hill Quan. True. But for today, he is now dumb because he has the same initials of another co-host of mine. Shut he is him. he is now filling in some very, very big shoes. He is not the top guy. No, no, no. He is the weed guy, the henny guy, the sexist guy, the yak. The Yak Guy, JJ, it is True Hill Quan. Welcome to True Hill Heat. I'm happy to be here, man. This is a, a, a big weekend for fans who like everything else but WWE. No shots. And, no shade. No shade. And um, I'm, I'm very I'm honored, man. It's, it's a great weekend so far, you know. Happy to be here with your brother Sid. Well, SP3, Stat King, you know, on his phone, chilling like a villain and all that good stuff. But yeah. It's going to be a good episode. You're ready for some true little heat. I, mean, I know you, I see I you guys so already, already, already in the comments section. They're, 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 they're putting their comments. They're probably roasting you in the comments section. So they they, 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 they said, they're already okay, cool. That's fine. All right. It, it only took us less than five minutes to already have a, uh, a foul word. And those, those who know, be a good those who know will be interested that I was able to keep the Sasha Banks cup away from Jay. He, he should be. A he man should be of, <laughs> no, shout out to my nigga Chris, a man of many chalkline jackets. You know, chalkline, I appreciate y'all, but you know, this is a different kind of company this weekend. But, don't, please don't let me know. You have to turn that down. It's not really good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it already. It is fun. But, oh my god. So, Chris Chris Gutierrez says we miss, we miss Chrissy already. So, yes. Shouts out to my other 
co-host Miss Chrissy Love, as well as Top Guy JJ, and of course, our very special producer, Baby Seth. A, bit, a very special shout out to our producer for our last episode, True Hill Heat 45, Romeo Anthony Cologne, or as we dubbed him, the WWE Mark RAC. And yes, so you're aware, Romeo, if you're watching us live, Stat King will not be reading your comments in the comment section since you so didn't read his. So it's over for that. But yes, we're going to start off the show how we start off every show. You know, we're going to have to preview AEW All Out. We are in Chicago for All Out tomorrow night. But as well, tomorrow we got NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff, as well as New Japan Pro Wrestling Royal Quest in London. So a bunch of shows that we got to preview. But we got to get into our True Hill Roll Call before we do all of that. you have a word before we do that? Before we do that, guys, we want to just make sure that you guys can actually see all the hardware. Yes, that he, we have with us. He's got, he's got, he's got pounds of gold. He's got real pounds of gold, not Johnny, the, Johnny not the one belts. pound of gold, but Johnny two belts over here. Johnny two belts over there. Just so you can see all the hardware that we have with us today. He, he is, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a man of many belts. He's the, the toy belt collector, as I, <laughs> as, as I dubbed him. So we're gonna get to your comments in the comment section right after we go. Through our True Hill Roll Call, this is where we shout out everyone that is supporting our True Hills group page, the Pro Wrestling Spotlight, as well as the True Hill Heat page podcast. We just exceeded over 4,000 likes on our True Hill Heat podcast page, so thank you everyone who's supporting that page. But first, we got to get into the True Hill Trinity. The top three conversation starters on the True Hills group page. Already my mic is falling off, so like I said, this show's going off the rails already. So, we got at number three, once again, behind three counts own NK, Nectarius. Nectarius, I'm not going to even try to pronounce your last name. <laughs> at number two, the true face himself. Stat King has the honor of inviting this gentleman to the True Hill, True Heels page. And ever since then, the true face, the Simon Miller of the True Hills group page, he has been bringing positivity. He's been keeping us, giving us a thorough recap of what's going on on Raw and SmackDown. Coming in at number two is Steve Salvage. And back at number one, once again, it is it is is becoming the most ongoing storyline for True Hill Heat. Coming in at number one again is the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson. Your nigga Nick Jackson. Big nigga Buck. Yes, yes. Big nigga Buck close. However he wants to say it. <laughs> A couple of true wheels that we got to shout out. Robert Taylor, as well as Broderick Dwayne, Brandon Kahn, Dominic Mendoza, John Blaine, and Ivan Rosa. Ivan Rosa, one of my very good neighbors, one of my very good friends. Shouts out to Ivan. And a quick plug for a couple of things that we got going on. SP3's top 10 G1 Climax 29 matches is on its way to our YouTube channel. I know I've been previewing this for the past couple of True Hill Heat, but I will, yeah, I probably will. I will be doing that video probably here in Chicago. A plug for our New York City independent promotion partner, Battle Club Pro. Battle Club Pro, anything you can do. It is an all intergender show on September 28th. A big shout out to Joe Kim Morales, the big boss man of BCP. He will be, and this is breaking news, he will be a very special guest host on True Hill Heat 47. Next week, we're going to be back at True Hill 
True Hill's headquarters, True Hill Studios, and Joe Kim Morales will join us live. We're going to have Miss Christy Love back. We're going to have Top Guy JJ back. But Joe Kim Morales will join us live on True Hill Heat 47. But anything you can do on September 28th, you guys that already got tickets for New Japan Pro Wrestling, there's more wrestling to see on that day. Why not spend the whole day celebrating this sport, this business that we all know and love? Come out to BCP. Then we can all make a group trip over to Hammerstein Ballroom for the New Japan Show. So let's make a day of professional wrestling on September 28th. Anything you can do. Battle Club Pro, LAX versus the Sea Stars, which just signed this week. Already signed Anthony Bowen versus Tessa Blanchard, as well as Jordan Grace versus Darius Carter, who had a lot of thought words to say about me, so I'm rooting for Jordan Grace. Grace LAX going to be there? LAX, their last independent show. Last yeah, independent show. I'm at the float to New York. September 28th, sir. You gotta, you gotta muscle, I'm, I'm all in. Make the move. I'm all in. No pun intended. So, guys, Stat King, uh, we got JJ. Let's hear from the comment section. Let's hear what the people gotta say to us. I see they're commenting a lot, and people are joining in in the conversation. We're already at double digits. Let's hear what they gotta say. So we've got James <laughs> Booth, one of our top fans, He's saying thanks for the updates. He keeps them posted during the night shift. Hey, I am a person that works the overnight shift. At a hotel, so I appreciate you, James. That's why he's beat by JJ. And our own Chris Gutierrez says, fun drinking game. Take a shot every time Juan says, shut up, Izzy. Izzy, if you're in the comment section, please comment now. Honestly, it might be hard for you not to say something stupid. But if you don't say anything stupid during this whole episode, I won't say anything. I promise. You have my word. I'll shake my own thing. No. I don't. I, I really don't believe you guys. I really don't believe you. That's understandable, but as you got my word, alright? If I'm wrong, I get your Osprey shirt. Sometimes I favorite. I think I think his words stopped being a bond after like the third shot of Eddie that he had before the show went on. This is like the sixth now, but it's fun. It's gonna be a good show, but yeah. Please put in the comment section what you predict his final number of shots of Henny will be. We have two bottles of Henny. Yes, Henny. <laughs> Hennessy. I'm going to finish this one. This, it's over. This is going to be done. If, the show if you want to be our sponsors, Henny, you know you've been making black babies since 1983. We, You can become a sponsor for True Hill. We've we tried with Syrah. Henny, we're looking for you now. If you can fuck with the gold knives, you can fuck with me. You can fuck with True Hill. It's like, all right. It's like Marty looking for that fourth member of Bill Enterprises. We're looking for to see whether Henny is going to step up and do what Sorak refused to do, and that is support the show. And be our flip Gordon. Be our flip Gordon, just without the injuries. Very yeah. true. Very true. Get well soon. But, but then again, because uh, I'm a flip Gordon and I fuck my knee up drinking. But anyway, we're not going to talk about that. Different time, different topic. Same we're your brother. Go ahead. We'll, we'll get into that in a bit. But <laughs> So let's get into our top news. We gotta start off. Uh, of course, it is all out weekend, but of course, the number one promotion in professional wrestling is still the conglomerate, the empire that is known as WWE. <laughs> so we gotta get into some WWE news. So we're gonna run off the top news. We're gonna get through it very quickly. We're gonna hear what we got JJ as well as the stacking gotta say. We're gonna hear what you guys gotta say in the comment section. But the top news we're going to run through pretty quick. There's no major news stories throughout the week. But WWE news. We got NXT on USA 
will be filmed live at Full Sail University at least until the end of December. That is for right now. That is for True Hill Heat 46. By True Hill Heat 50, if AEW beats them on that first week, I'm pretty sure those shows are going to get canceled. But, then, you know, that's besides the story. But the, the tickets have gone on sale. They put out a listing for when tickets are going to go on sale. So if you're in Florida... Go check out NXT Live on USA Network at Full Sail University. A partnership between Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura has been forming over the last couple of weeks on SmackDown, and now it's rumored that it's going to be leading to basically resemble the Kevin Owens-Chris Jericho feud. Basically, they're going to form their partnership and eventually split up, causing a big match at WrestleMania. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens at WrestleMania 36. We got footage on SmackDown proves that there was not two Vintners. That the original Vintner, Eric Rowan, is the person responsible for attacking and trying to kill and murder Roman Reigns. Oh my god. And, and Daniel Bryan just slapped the shit out of his Vintner. Yo, he was slapping him like a hole on the street corner. Yo, that shit was so funny. That was foul. Okay. Wow. <laughs> you liar. You liar. I hate liar. I hate liar. That's what's crazy about it. That's what's crazy about it. This guy. This guy wrote somehow managed to pull the wool over the eyes of the planet's champion. How could he? It, it, incredible. Incredible to believe. I mean, I mean, I don't know who to be more impressed with. The second Vintner who sat in a room with a bareback uh, sack on his head straight face. for two hours. Well, we couldn't see it with a straight face. Who would he pulled it over? I'm no way he was crying with his spray painted beard. Yeah. But, you know, the original Vintner is the man that was responsible for the original forklift attack on our lovely Roman Reigns. Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler became the number one contenders for the Raw Tag Team titles on Monday Night Raw, winning a, a tag team turmoil. Uh, I don't, I've heard people call them Rudolph. I've heard people call them Spray <laughs> Money. I've heard, people, I've heard people call them uh, Glorious Perfection. So you put in the comment section what Rudin Ziggler's name should be. Uh, we had Ricochet, Baron Corbin, Chad Gable, and Ali, all events in the King of the Ring tournament. Um, major news. These are three notes that are major news to me because I had to, I basically send these guys what I just talked about, and then I added a few other news that came through during the week. So, first of all, Golden One Center, which is going to be the home of WWE, Hell in a Cell, put out advertisement this week that the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, will get a shot at the WWE Universal Championship at Hell in a Cell at, against either Seth Rollins or Baron Corbin, who are going to be... Yeah. Oh, Braun <laughs> Strowman, Baron Corbin, they're both trash. Who cares? Uh, but yeah, again, oh, I'm sorry. CrossFit Jesus is my homeboy. No, I said, I said Baron Corbin or Braun Strowman. Well, Baron is definitely They're both trash to me. I don't, I don't care. But like, either against Braun Strowman or Seth Rollins. We, we could have seen Baron Corbin moonlighting as the uh, manager of the Hyatt Regency at Sarcast. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, there's, there's, there's someone out there who looks like that's who wish Baron Corbin well in the future endeavors. He's got a nice shot at the Hyatt. I mean, to be fair. And then Uncle Dave, my Uncle Dave Meltzer, he actually confirmed that this is not an advertisement that, that's going to be subject to change, that the plans right now is for The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, to get the shot at the Universal Championship. What is your thoughts on that? we got JJ. You were playing the Bray Wyatt Fiend theme Her. right before we went live. So, ew, what is your... <laughs> Her. Ew. No, 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 no
But it's, just, it's too soon. So honestly, if they don't put the, the belt on Bray at Hell in a Cell, it'll be pointless. There's no reason how you got this guy pretty much dominating. Like, every week, he's a mysterious character. You do not kill that mystique by having him lose this quick. That's why I don't understand why they're even promoting it. I get, I understand why, because he's the hottest thing right now. So you need that kind of guard, especially going into the fall with AEW going on. But it's, I just, I don't know. Because if Brock not beating Seth, then I question it. No, not asking. I don't think so. So you have Seth go in pretty much. He just won the belt back, and you he goes through Braun or whatever, whatever's going to happen at Clash of Champions. And then you have him lose it October, literally the next month. So you mean something he fought back to get up to Brock and then lose again? I mean, just, let's, let's, let's be honest here. Basically, what happened was somebody said, Oh, what are we going to do for October? And then said, Well, it's Halloween. Pal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Halloween. It's Halloween, goddammit. <laughs> We're gonna sell these. <laughs> we're gonna. We need to sell these fiend masks. We need to sell these masks. Exactly. So we're gonna put. We're, we're gonna put Bray. But it's how to sell masks. But exactly, you say no that. Reason. But what? But even if if Bray wins, I'm I'm all for Bray winning. He yeah, deserves yeah. that. He's been deserving that. Even when the the great Orton took the title from him, he <laughs> he should have had a longer reign. So now that they go into the fiend character, which is one of pretty much the hottest thing that they're right now. Yeah. What does he do? Who takes it from him? Who do they build to him facing Bray? It's like it's it's if kinda he, like it's too soon. If he holds it if he holds it till I mean if he wins it in October and holds it until Mania, that's a solid Exactly, but his character is a mystique type character. Oh, no, no, no. So how do you how do you build that? How do you even give him challenges for the upcoming people even leading to Mania? You know? Well you, you know you could, they could even have a situation where somebody wins a number one contendership match. And we don't even know whether or not Bray is going to show up. They try to do a contract signing. Nobody shows up. And then at the pay-per-view, we still don't know whether Bray's going to show up. And then all of a sudden, he shows up, knocks that person out, mandible claw, and gives it too much credit already. Right? I mean, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Of course. Definitely. Of course. <laughs> but, like, they're, 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 it, meaning to say that there are possibilities. There are ways that they could make it work. There's a way they, they keep that thing character hot. From October until what meaning is April. Yeah. There's no way in hell and great champion they keep that theme character hot from October to April. There's no way in hell. There's no way. In an ideal world, I would love for uh, the Fiend to win the World Rumble and then exactly. Mania. But, but but this is their their pan. I feel like this is a panic move. Oh shit! What are we gonna do? Ray's hot. Just give him the belt or the case like that. Because if Ray loses a hell in a cell. It's over. <laughs> Pretty much. And it's but, over. But this has been the problems ever since Seth won the title back from Brock Lesnar. Exactly. This is the whole reason that we have uh, Seth versus Braun Strowman at oh, Clash of Champions. September, yes. Because they're, like, they're basically like, we have no one else who's built up enough to get a shot at the Universal Champion. Braun's not built. I mean, granted, they give him a title shot, but it's been the last few years he's been, what, champion? I mean, going against him and losing. So clearly, I have no hope for him winning a Clash Champion, even though, well, I have no hope because it's Braun Strowman. I don't I mean, Braun Strowman to me is what what Hiroki Goto is to New Japan. <laughs> he just gets title shots, he loses. And we know he's going to lose. And we know he's going to lose. It's a good match, maybe. But if we know there's no hope of him winning. And that's why I don't understand. I can go on about the whole <laughs> clash, the whole tag team titles with them winning. It's a rehash, a rehash thing they've been doing for years. 
make them put a tag team together, make them win, try to build their feud, have them lose the tag title, then they go to face each other, and then a champion probably retains like every time. But this but, is the first time ever tag team champions will defend the titles, then first each other in the same night. Because I have no high hopes for Seth and Brock, for Seth and Braun's match. All titles must be all titles, all titles. If they would have gave Bronny this time, that would have been even worse. Thank God I saved my good brother AJ. But yeah, I don't give a fuck about Seth and Braun smash. Sorry. Please no, put, I'm not sorry. I'm lying. Please but put in the comment section if you think the Fiend will win at Hell in a Cell. What your thoughts are on the Fiend getting a shot at the Universal Championship? Me, myself, I think the long game is for the Fiend to win at Hell in a Cell. And then the long game is for. Finn Balor to win the Royal Rumble, and then we have Demon versus Fiend. It could be all so fucking simple. That that is the most. That that is so simple, and it won't happen. It won't happen. And that is a sad thing. It won't happen. It's it's not even a thought. Fucking Finn comes back at Rumble, probably gets eliminated in five minutes. This is what happens. And fucking Bray Wyatt loses title at Rumble. God forbid. (laughs) Demon versus Fiend. For the Universal title with maybe two Bill Kelvin. Very happy. That would be his perfect match. But we do have Shot some comments. We do have some comments. Let's hear from him. For starters, Chris Gutierrez, his guess for the number of shots that Jake Long will have by the end of the, of the broadcast is 14. 14! For Damn. Randy Orton. Oh, yeah, 7. For Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! But anyway, we're not going to talk about. We're not going to talk about the great Randy right now. It's it's about some other things in here. We say the best for last. Uh-huh. But anyway, continue. Nick Jackson said that Daniel Bryan channeled his inner human tornado with that bitch slap. He did. He did. That was a human tornado level of a bitch slap. We have name suggestions. Chris, I'm not going to say that one. That's just, no. <laughs> Matthew Miller says the glorious jobbers. That that seems appropriate. Sounds good. Here's your first chance, Jake Long. Izzy Campbell says, Glorious Perfection sounds better. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut Shut the fuck up. Block him off of that. Get him out of here. We don't, we, don't, we don't have boot power here. We don't have boot you power. You don't have a fucking madness. What are you talking about? I, I mean, for, for Spotlight, he... he get him the him. fuck out of... Hit up JJL. Tell that nigga to get all Chicago. He's enjoying Chicago right now. I don't give a fuck what he's enjoying. Tell him to get the fuck out of here. That dumbass, dumbass name. Get that man. True Face Steve. True Face Steve says that Dolphin Rude need to add EC3 and call themselves Easy Money. That's actually pretty good. How about under, under, underutilized talent? There we go. A uh, superstar's finest. Yeah. <laughs> Main event's finest. Main event's finest. Anything else? And uh, we do have a question regarding All Out, but okay. we will address that. We're going to shortly. We're going to get into AEW news. We're going to get into actually AEW news up next, so we'll read that in a bit. But there's two other uh, notes for the WWE news. We have a conflicting report happened uh, just a couple of days ago. Enzo and Cass, uh, reportedly from Uncle Dave Meltzer, my Uncle Dave Meltzer, Enzo and Cass are are basically in talks with WWE to return to NXT on USA. I mean, if you remember Big Cass and Enzo in NXT, that was the peak of Big Cass and, and Enzo. 
Uncle Dave reported this through the Wrestling Observer, and then PW uh, Sheets' own Ryan Satin reported that WWE denied this report. I will say with PW Sheet, they have a great uh, a great page. They have a great uh, great news, but they are known for WWE giving them information or giving them news that changes the narrative to professional wrestling fans. So. I think that WWE knew that the Enzo and Cass being in talks with WWE would have a negative reaction, so they reached out to PWG to get that denial out there. But I do believe that there Fucking is... Fucking Enzo and Cass. Why the fuck are they trying to hide? Who the fuck is a kind fuck about Enzo and Cass? If I had a dime. For any person that give a fuck about Enzo and Cass. Okay, finish your fucking I have zero dime. <laughs> and I have no change in my pocket. What the fuck about Enzo Cash? Don't try to keep it under wraps. Nobody cares. Enzo's trash. Cash is trash. Enzo's cat. Enzo's trash. And then Cash is trash. Enzo comes back. Granny can cut a good promo. That that's it. That is literally it. He is garbage trunk juice in the fucking ring. I don't want to see him. I don't care. I don't care about any bookings. His stupid ass raps. I don't want to see him. And I don't. And for those who do think, uh, maybe, Enzo, maybe Enzo is improving. If you were in Poughkeepsie for NEW and older, you saw bro. that headlock city match between him and Brian Pillman Jr., who is always an entertaining performer, but that was the worst match on the card. And it was a, it was the worst match on the card that had big cast versus uh some some local some local trust, guy. trust fund guy. Yeah, trust shout out to my homeboy because that's my homeboy. He manages trust fund. My man, my man Jared. So oh, he's him. cool. I like him. I like Jared. him. I was, Jared, telling his, I was telling his body that he needed to protect him, though. Yeah, like, he, Jared he, cool Big Cass was putting his hands on him, and I told him, I was like, I was like, yo, your, your, your man's, your bodyguard needs to step up. Like, come on. And then the last bit of WWE news, Total Divas will return this fall. Sonya Deville, Cormella will join the cast. But the biggest news of them all, Wednesdays will now be the day for primetime must-see television because joining the cast of Total Divas Sasha Banks. No. Okay. Is all well, they were they were gonna get Sasha Banks, but then she quit on them about halfway through the contract signing and then took her ball and went home. Also true. But she's beating Becky. Nah, we'll get over it. But it's fine. Let them finish. Let's go. Our Lord and Savior. UFC Hall of Famer, the baddest woman on the planet, nine fingers, a perfect ten, still, Ronda Rousey will be joining the cast of Total Divas. So I am making this prediction right now, ladies and gentlemen. Stat King, we got JJ. You know I keep trying stats. Total Divas will outdraw AEW on TNT, as well as NXT on USA on October 2nd. You think so? I'm calling it You now. know why I say that? Though? I'm, I'm calling it now. I don't, I don't even understand why they put it on the Wednesday, because I don't think it's usually on Sundays, because I watch it. So, I'm, I know, don't be surprised. But, um, <laughs> I know. But, I don't get, I understand why they're doing it. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to kill all the momentum AEW has. Ronnie Rodgers is a star. We all know that. So I didn't even a second thought. If you delusional or upset because Ronda Rousey, who she is in WWE, shut the fuck up. It's Ronda Rousey. <laughs> it's the end of the day. But 
know. It's, it's a weird time. I mean, Wednesday at 10 o'clock. That's stupid, honestly. They should have just kept it on Sunday. But I feel like WWE's doing too much, trying to diverge people from watching AEW, which is obviously the job as competition. But I don't know. I mean, if Ronda brings ratings to Total Divas, more power to her. It's Ronda Rousey, I wouldn't be surprised because nobody really knows that much into our personal life. So, you know, I told you to try to dig deep into the divas, or I'm calling these divas, I'm sorry, women superstars, bunch of bullshit. Women superstars, they're trying to dig into their personal lives, but I don't know. If she can pull up a good rating, what power to her? I like Ronda Rousey, so don't. Yeah, or Lord and Savior. I'll order Savior. Or Lord and Savior. And way to show that you're the true Hill sexist. Um, <laughs> what's, your thoughts? what's your thoughts on our Lord and Savior joining the cast of Total Divas? Interestingly, I, I, I think it, it's got a nice sense of intrigue about it. Because now, a lot of times these, these shows are filmed with past events. It's not, it's not current, what's, what's literally happening to these people week to week in September, October, whenever it's actually being aired. So for fans, they can get a glimpse of what's going on in Ronda's life when she left WWE. And the things that are happening with her when it comes to, is she coming back? Is she going to be starting a family? All of those things. And that's, to me, is the hook that, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be AEW or NXT, but I think that's the hook that they're going to push when it comes to driving ratings for the show. So I think they are smart in getting her onto the onto Total Divas when she's not on weekly or semi-regular WWE television. They're still able to get her on WWE television. She's just not wrestling. Makes sense. And Brad Shepard was right. He said that she would be returning to the WWE. Oh well, well, Mr. Shepard. We'll, Shepard, we'll, we'll, we would we would let we That's would let we would let people I like said. Josh and we would let people like True Hill Josh and True Hill Romeo. Uh, properly address that, but you know you're a coward, so you block them on Twitter. But that's that's between you and your conscience. Be a man, Brad Shepard. Be a man. Let's hear from the comments section. So, we do have one uh, one really great comment. Actually, most of the comments, not most, but some of the comments have been uh, directed towards the weed guy. James. Towards the weed guy. So leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> my life. Our favorite, our favorite true heel high schooler, um, and I'm, I'm honestly, it's good that our show is being broadcast on a Friday night because they're able to stay up. They don't have school <laughs> I was about to say, isn't that past? And that might be a brother. It's a long weekend, Labor Day. We'll let you stay up late. But Austin Kennedy says, Jake Juan, quit lying. You got an Enzo shop line. Ooh. Hey, for that neck. First of all, hey, for that neck. You can't even fit a choke on with your little ass. Anyway, <laughs> definitely not having an Enzo choke on, even if they send it to me for free. Shout out to Choke on, though. Thank you. Damn. And shout out to Nerds Clothing as well. Nerds is making very quality. I'm going to move over. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. But it's all right. But shout out. I can't say it. Um, but shout out to them. Yeah. That's what you said. <laughs> and here's your next opportunity. When it comes to when it comes to who is going to be on Total Divas and who you said is going to be on Total Divas, Izzy Hamill says. Oh God! Don't even read that bullshit. But go ahead. Try he to says that. the Sasha Mark strikes back. Ooh. Sasha Mark strikes back. 
Straight back. I'm fine being a Sasha Mark. Everybody knows if you know me, like my good brother here, my good brother here. I love Sasha. So what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? We're straight back on what? What are you trying to say? I mean, if, if he's not really saying anything, there's probably something. He never said well, anything. There's something you can tell him to tell him to be quiet. And that he a dick. Shut up, dick. Shut the fuck up. There we go. Bingo. Ding, 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 ding. Chris, we're up to two. Shut the fuck up. Uh, I'm at two here. I'm sure I'm What shot are you up to? Um, this is seven. Seven. Um, so we're halfway to Chris's prediction. Please put in the comment section for our YouTube channel as well. Chris, what do you guys think the, the final number will be? I'm going to have to see you when, when, when I get back to New York. But, um, yeah. Things that shot you up. I love it. We got to get into some AEW news. So some let's turn down and then you can ask that question about uh, All Out. So all AEW news, we got tickets for Pittsburgh and Charleston selling slowly. So far with over 3K sold for Pittsburgh and another 4,000 for Charleston. Uh, basically what it comes down to is that the ticket scalpers basically capitalized and uh, were basically... Because of the turnout, because of how quickly the tickets sold out for this event tomorrow night, AEW All Out here in Chicago, the ticket scalpers did get an increase in the amount of tickets they were able to secure for the debut show of AEW on TNT in Washington, D.C. But because they got so many and then the ticket sales went way down, like you can get secondary market tickets for this debut show in Washington, D.C. for just under seven bucks. Just under seven bucks. Because of that, it led to these last two shows, the Pittsburgh show and the Charleston show, not really selling well. But also, AEW news, Austin Khan joins the field for the Casino Battle Royal, which is going on tomorrow night. We also had AEW announce that the winner of Rio versus Hiroko Shida. Hiroko Shida. I've had two, I'm going to have two more opportunities to say her name right. <laughs> Will face the winner of the Casino Battle Royal. Um, to determine the first ever AEW Women's Championship on that first taping of AEW on TNT in Washington, D.C. Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina will be the site for the November 6th AEW on TNT and tickets go on sale on September 6th. And then just announced yesterday, we were live at the press conference, the weigh-in for AEW All Out, and we dropped that exclusive news on... We all got it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Promoting Go Shout out to Blue Shout out to Blue sponsor for True Hill 46. You know what to do. Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks announced that they will be returning to Chicago, Illinois, more specific, the Sears Center, the site of All In and the site of tomorrow night's AEW All Out. They will be returning on November 27th. And tickets went on sale at 11 a.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Eastern. So November 27th is actually the Wednesday right after WWE Survivor Series. So if you guys were already planning your trip to Chicago and you were coming in on a Saturday morning to go for the TakeOver War Games, you got TakeOver War Games on Saturday. You got WWE Survivor Series on Sunday. WWE Monday Night Raw on Monday. Tuesday, you can have a day to explore Chicago. Maybe get some, what's the name again? Lumanalis. Lumanalis! Deep Dish Pizza. No, we're, we're promoting our theater sponsor. You know, don't Eddie, be interested anyway. Eddie, Eddie, Scratch Eddie, that, then. Eddie, Gil, Eddie Gills are going to be in Chicago. Are you going to have the time? 
Yeah, yeah, I'll give you a list of spots you can go to. What's the name of the wing spot we went to last week? Jake Mullins. Mad Jake Mullins. Some of the best wings I, I tasted. And I go to Hooters frequently. All right. Those wings are amazing. Yeah. Well, Shout out to Sack's not that much. I mean, well, Hooters got some good ass wings, though. That's not bad. I, I mean, that's not, but <laughs> the wings are good at Hooters, though. Right. Shout out to Lamont. Fuck Hooters. I'm not giving a shout out. Anyway. Anyway, moving on. But shout out. To Bumpino spots because you can spend Tuesday eating at different spots. Our own producer, Baby Sub, he's going to Sean's Crap House tonight with his lovely girlfriend. So you can check out that on Tuesday. And then Wednesday night is AEW on TNT live from the Sears Center here in Chicago. So that is the same week as WWE Survivor Series. So you can make it a whole week of it. Have a good time. And then I think in October, we got October, we got Battle for Glory. So Chicago is getting it popping. You got so much wrestling. I It's the truth, though. Yo, PWT is giving away tickets if you buy a t shirt. Nobody's going to Battle for Glory. It's actually the other way around. If you buy a t shirt, you get the general admission ticket. Exactly. Okay. They have to give away tickets. Nobody give a fuck about the Impact Wrestling. Yeah, but you didn't say that to Killer Cross and Scarlet when you go over there. I didn't talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't talk to them. I didn't talk to them. I will say this. Uh, some time ago, Sid and I had a, uh, a lively discussion, we'll call it, uh, in, 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 in a chat about whether or not Chicago is being potentially unfairly treated at getting all these different shows. And... Uh, I wanted to do this on air, but you were right. Chicago is getting a lot of shows. Uh, it could potentially hurt a lot of people's wallets, but you know, make your choices, do what you gotta do. Impact's probably gonna have a really great show. Uh, I don't know if all everything that they're gonna they're, they're thinking will work will work with the fans, but they are gonna do their best as well every other promotion. Um, AEW's coming out. That's gonna be a crazy week. So again, any of you guys need suggestions? Hit me up. More than happy to help you guys if you guys are in town. Spend your Tuesday eating at spots that the Stack King suggests. So hit them up in the comments section, as well on our YouTube channel, as well as here on the Spotlight Nation. So we gotta get into some ROH news. I know, I know, I know. We're gonna take that then. I know, I know, I know. Don't worry, I'm gonna get through it quick. I'm gonna get through it quick. Shout to Rouge. Wait, so we're, none of us, none of us are happy that Matt really is finally the true world champion. Well, that's that's our big one. That's our big one we're going to get into. So first of all, the stupidest class. we have Jeff Cobb. He earned a future ROH title shot after defeating Jay Lethal, Kevin uh, Kevin King, and Matt Taven in a Defy or Die match at Honor, Honor for All this past weekend. We have Cobb and Rush. They were the sole survivors in the, whoosh, in, the, in the Champions versus All-Stars elimination match. Uh, that was also this past weekend. A number one contenders tournament to determine who will verse Matt Saban or who will verse the ROH World Champion. We'll get into that shortly. <laughs> who will verse the ROH World Champion at ROH Final Battle in December? That starts Death Before Dishonor weekend. And yes, the big news. The big news coming out from ROH this week. It came out just yesterday. PW Insider reports that Matt Taven, Matt Taven, the ROH World Champion, Matt Taven's ROH contract expires next month. Next month, ROH world champion Matt Taven's contract expires. And this leads us to one question. 
Uh, Why the fuck did Marty Sproul not win the ROH World Title? Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, assholes, ladies and assholes. For the record, that this topic was discussed in the group chat a little while ago, and I said Marty should have won. And you were the one who brought up that Marty's contract is going to be coming up. And Sam Marty should have fucking won. So I had a bonus last year. But guys, I, will, I will defend, in a sense, I will defend ROH's decision. Stupid motherfuckers. Fuck them. Simply because, simply because they knew, they knew to use a, a common promo parlance. There's not a shadow of a doubt. They knew, ROH knew that Marty was not going to resign. But they had a better chance of resigning Matt Taven. So putting the belt on Marty, oh, and you know what? You know what? That's that's kind of symbolic of what's been happening with ROH recently. Exactly. That's the downfall. Anyway, they they they've been doing have have they, they have been doing it the tightest world slide. And the situation there is that they thought it was a better shot of re-signing Matt Taven, particularly if they gave him the belt. Marty Stroll not gonna resign. Marty Stroll, his friends are dead, but he's gonna resurrect them when he finally joins AEW, when his contract's up. So I can kind of understand why they did put the belt on, on Taven, but overall their booking has just been so spotty and just off that they have not been able to capitalize on what they did have. And so that's why they're in the situation that they're in now. Yes, they are on a downfall, like half of our signing. Like, I mean, it just doesn't make a lot of sense of why you Anyway, why you would put the title, you wouldn't put the title on one guy because the contract is expiring, but you put it on the title who of a guy whose contract expired before that guy. But I do understand where the stat king is coming from. That's why he's not only our stat expert, he's our law expert. He kind of gets uh, the contracts and everything like that. It is more likely that ROH is going to re-sign Matt Taven. If you, heard, if you were at the NEW show, you heard Matt Taven. Thank Ring of Honor. He has a great relationship with Ring of Honor. So it is more likely that he's going to re-sign and that Marty Scroll will not. Marty Scroll is actually here in Chicago. He is. He is. He's here in Chicago. He just had a meet and greet with Flip Gordon at PWT's that we, we were just at. We saw, we saw uh, Jake Juan and I saw his mercenary, his mercenary Flip Gordon, yesterday at PWT. Pull up in the big body. Yeah. And, and guess who else was there at the same time? Matt Jackson, you don't think there's you don't think there's conversation going on between these parties? You don't think maybe there's a there's a contract being offered to Villain Enterprises, some kind of deal to bring them over? We don't know. I think it's it's a strong possibility for sure, but it causes a lot of different questions, and it causes me to say that ROH is telling Impact Wrestling, hold my beer when it comes to mismanaged promotions. ROH is beyond mismanaged, and 2019 might be the worst year in ROH history. Top Guy JJ, we're going to expect your comments on the next True Hillbie. Let's hear it from the comment section. So, this... <laughs> honestly, this, I, just, I just want to read this because it's hilarious. Austin says that Chris Gutierrez is mad because he looks like Clay Thompson left the microwave. Mm -hmm. Over wow. here, Clay Thompson. He's an overheated Clay Thompson. That is how I but going to our topic at hand, Chris Gutierrez says Jeff Cobb should be the next world champion. Okay. And we have 
Matthew Miller saying that Marty should have been champion a long time ago. Yeah. That's oh, Matt's only saying that because he has Marty on his fantasy right. wrestling team. Well, you're not, you're not slick. He sucks, Sam. You're not slick. Last place, number eight. You're fucking barely making it to the playoffs if it was the NBA. Because you wouldn't make it to the playoffs. True, anyway. true Neil High Schooler. Wow. True Neil High Schooler says, and I mean, when, when I read this, you're going to understand why he's a True Neil High Schooler because of the reference. But he says, Jake Wong looks like if you cut him open, chocolate milk would come out. That is a black. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I hate chocolate milk, so... Who said that? I mean, <laughs> you said high schooler, so... You know who it is. Clearly a child said it. Who can who can who can who can who We know. But First of all, Austin, Austin let's, let's make some so Matthew, Matthew. You're in a shitty state in Ohio, for one. <laughs> Two, you're like fucking 12 years old. Break. Give him a break. Three, you probably got people... You got your best friend shooting up the arrow as we speak right now. Four... No, what I'm done. This is all right. So that's my man. Shout out to Austin. So Matthew Miller, Matthew Miller adds on saying that we should not let Jake Juan have any more alcohol, but he's gonna fuck his good leg up. My legs fucked up. My legs fucked up. At this point, I don't know. Yeah. By the way, Juan has a bad back from the flight over to here to Chicago. I don't know what happened, but my shit is killing me. And but then, interestingly enough, you'd think he would have tried to pile on, but. Izzy Campbell says, "Now give him some more." Oh, give him some more. See, more. Izzy, 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 you know, right? you, you know nothing about getting any more of anything. You fucking, you fucking loser. So please <laughs> stop commenting about me. Comment about the show, and I will expose your ass. And and to my expose your ass, your radio looking stupid fucking self would not be on these comments. So shut the fuck up. Talk about the wrestling. It's not talking about me. Please put in the comment section if you want us to do uh, another matchup here on True Little <laughs> And this time with we it's crazy. Got, it's crazy. We got DJ versus Izzy. And, oh, and, and I'll be shot the shot, Izzy. Fuck that Nick man. I mean you're Falcon slap, but <laughs> Daniel Bryan yeah, slap. Yeah. Daniel Bryan slap. I'm Daniel Bryan and your ass will be ruined. Stop calling. He's the big I'll be perfectly fair. Austin got me because it says Stat King looks like he was able to convince a shark lot to let him claim his dog on his taxes. <laughs> I wish I had a dog that I could claim on my taxes. Shout out to you, Austin. Speaking of Dave Bryan, rest in peace to their dog, Josie, just passed away. Uh, so shout out to uh, them. Rest in peace to uh, them. Some more yeah, news. I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah, that. Rest in peace to Josie. The dog just passed away like four days ago. That's sad. I don't know where they didn't even say it. They um, reposted it like out of nowhere. I mean, that means that they, they, they lost a castmate from Total Divas and Total Bells, and that's why they get Ronda. There you go. Ronda replacing a dog. Well, no, no, they can't say that. That's so bad. Was well, replacing a doll? That was, the, that was the joke. And then God, I mean, one oh. bitch, another bitch. Like, I'm, whoa, I'm whoa, whoa, whoa! You can't whoa. say that. Whoa, no! You're not talking about our Lord and Savior. Exactly. In the same breath, a female dog a is a, a female dog is a bitch. So you're pretty much saying, well, she calls herself a, a bitch. So. The baddest bitch on the planet. Exactly. On the planet. On the planet. So from one bitch to the baddest bitch. Hey. That's a, that's a good trade. That that's is actually a, pretty it's a great trade, actually. So we're going to get into some MLW news. Uh, Austin Aries will be versus uh, Brian Hillman Jr. That's just been added to the MLW War Chamber card in Dallas, Texas on September 7th. So that's going to be next week. Um, as they continue to tease Aries versus Teddy Hart for the MLW Middleweight, uh, anyway, middleweight Championship. So I'm looking forward to Aries versus Teddy Hart. They seem to be teasing that. 
for the big pay-per-view in November for MLW, Major League Pro Wrestling. Uh, Major League Wrestling also announces their partnership with The Crash in Mexico. And after their recent partnership news with Pro Wrestling Noah, we see that MLW is making moves to get more partnership to get, to get out into different countries. They're doing their thing here in the U.S., but they're trying to get into Mexico as well as Japan. So shout out to MLW. We got to get into some new Japan Pro Wrestling news. Just added to the card for the Destruction Tour. It's going to be Tensuyo Naito will defend the IWGP Intercontinental Championship against Switchblade Jay White at Destruction in Kobe, which is the big show to end the Destruction Tour Switchblade on September 22nd. Uh, September 22nd. I'm predicting that, yes, Switchblade Jay White will win the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. That's the thing that... This is after Switchblade defeated Naito in the B-Block Finals to get to the finals of the G1 Climax. So I think that Jay White is going to get another victory against Naito. The Young Lions Cup will return two years uh, off since the last time, 2017. We had Kenamura uh, win the Young Lions Cup, and now it returns. And it will be featuring Young Lions from the New Japan Dojo, as well as the LA Dojo, which is trained by Shibata. And the Battle of LA New Zealand Dojo has one representative from there as well. And then the big news, uh, two big news from New Japan Pro Wrestling, Shibata. Shibata after that great angle oh, for the heel turn. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. For the heel turn for Kenta at the G1 Climax 29 Finals, Shibata is actually working his way to return and getting his in-ring Let's fucking go! My fantasy my fantasy wrestling fans, I would try to pick him up. And then finally, New Japan World Wrestling also announced during the Super J Cup Tour that they will be returning to California, the West Coast, San Jose, California, in November for Showdown in San Jose. So we got Fighting Spirit Unleashed is going to be at Lowell, Massachusetts, as well as Philadelphia and New York City here at the Hammerstein Ball. Well, not here, but out in New York City at the Hammerstein Ballroom. And then in November, they will return to the United States in San Jose, California for Showdown in San Jose. Anything from the comment section or the true heels before we get into what we missed? So, comments. And comments with common sense. There we go. Comments with comments. So, so I guess really like a good person. He doesn't want you to read Izzy's comments, basically. Exactly. Comments with common Personally, sense. Starting I, would say that, I, would say that, I would say that one of Izzy's comments, one of two, is actually good. There we go. He says, oh, okay. good for oh, MLW. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> is he, the, the good comment is that it's good for MLW for expansion. They watch it, that's all, it's always great. It's always great to see companies try to push their borders, try to push what they can do, try to give, reach out to more fans, acquire more fans, and while also ensuring that they keep the fans they do have by continuing the level of quality that they've had throughout. And MLW seems to be doing that. They seem to be targeting specific areas. They know what they're trying to do. They're, they're, they have to try to, with, I mean, all of the indies or third-tier promotions, that whatever you want to call them, uh, they all know that AEW is going to be kind of this big guy coming onto the block, and so they know what they have to do to try to survive or at least, you know, thrive. And so they're, they're, they're doing what they have to do. They're doing what they can do, and MLW is doing that expansion, so that's great. Um, the other thing that Izzy said that might be suspect. What did I say about Shibata coming back? What did you say? 
I don't think you really saw that. I don't remember you saying anything. But we boot you so much, I don't know what you said. I think, I think it wasn't even the one that was like, oh, Shabbat is not coming back or something like that. That's something like an Ibi comment. Yeah. Like yeah, you know. But it looks like he's working his way to come back. I had, I had a little bit of hope for it from, not for his, I don't give a fuck about it. I had a little bit of hope for Shabbat coming back. But it's like, oh my god, you can't point at that. I'm not saying nothing. From, from the four, from my, my new podcast, this is Breaking News as well. I'm going to have a new basketball podcast that's starting up. You guys might have seen the Facebook page. It's the Four Quarters. Downhill after they went PG. 
He's halfway right. They did, they did go a little bit like off the rails when they went PG. I don't think AEW is going to destroy WWE. I actually think the first couple of weeks on TNT, they will be outdrawn in ratings by NXT because NXT is on USA 1, which is the home for professional wrestling, especially WWE. And they have the WWE moniker on that NXT logo. No matter how much people want to say, oh, NXT is its own entity. It's the best one around. It's the best promotion around. But it's not a fucking promotion. It's a fucking, a fucking great great. elemental talent. I don't care what you put. Granted, we all, sure we all love NXT right here. We do. We but do. at the end of the day, it's still developmental talent. It's part of WWE. It is WWE. So all you stupid idiots, shout out to Jericho, is a part of fucking WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. NXT is not his own brand. It is a part of WWE. Get it through your fucking heads. Stop being stupid and understand that NXT is a part of WWE. Thank you. I will say, yo, you are fully in top guy JJ's view. Fuck, like yeah. perfectly. <laughs> and, that's, and that's why, and that's why, true meal high schooler. I don't think that you should write in the comments. Wow, I've never missed JJ. Well, how, <laughs> how, how could you miss JJ more? Well, we JJ. And I'm gonna matter. We're gonna doze off in five minutes anyway. If I got pacified, it's fucking numb. It's going to sleep. It's not going to leave your mouth. The milk is almost warm. Exactly. The milk is almost warm. They're going to suck some tape milk and it's going to go to bed. Leave it alone. I didn't say that. It's just what's going to happen. You know what? I mean, I don't know if it's heroin in the titty milk because, you know, that's everybody does not strip fucking heroin in Ohio. That's another story. So much wrestling here. Fuck Ohio. The city sucks. I don't care who yeah, from Ohio. I was, I was just in Cincinnati. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. It sucks. The city sucks. Ohio sucks. Cincinnati. So yeah, probably got heroin in the tank milk. So when he goes to sleep, he's probably going to be a little high. He'll wake up in the morning, go to his job, probably see some more heroin addict. And then, you know, I don't know. I don't know, Austin. You're still my nigga, though. But still. James, uh, James, your your response will we will because we're gonna we will get getting to more AEW stuff, so we'll get to that. But I, I personally, I like the way you think, where you're thinking with that. But we will address that. All right, so we gotta get into what we missed. We're gonna run through this very quickly so we can get into our preview of the three big shows for tomorrow. So many. So what we missed was the New Japan Pro Wrestling Super J Cup Night Two, as well as the finals, and it was. We were both wrong. Me and Top Guy JJ were definitely both wrong. El Fantasmo won the Super J Cup. He defeated Will Ospreay in the semifinals, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, with help from his Bullet Club partner, Taiji Ichimori. And then in the finals, he defeated Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee, I heard it was a tremendous match. The, the Will Ospreay match was fantastic, as well as the Dragon Lee match. And it was El Fantasmo. Who won the Super J Cup? At the end of the night, after he won the cup, it was uh and Dunner Liger who basically produced the whole entire tour. He refused to put the jacket on El Fantasmo because he didn't like the way El Fantasmo won. Basically, through up until Osprey, El Fantasmo won both of his matches due to a low blow and a, and a roll up. And then, with help of Ishimori, he defeated Osprey. And then he didn't beat. 
Dragon Lee in the cleanest way possible as well. So basically, this caused conflict between ELP and Liger, and he basically challenged Liger to his retirement match. Jusha and another Liger will retire at Wrestle Kingdom 14, both nights, January 4th, January 5th. January 5th will be his last performance, and it was ELP who uh, basically put down the challenge. Once again, see ELP causing trouble. Uh, EOP put up the challenge for Wrestle Kingdom 14 against Liger, and a brawl broke out between EOP, Ishimori, Osprey, and Eagles, setting up the junior heavyweight tag team title match. Uh, basically, and we're going to see what happens. Royal Quest, these two teams will be versing in a non-title match, but we're going to see if that leads to a junior heavyweight title match down the line. But in the, basically at the end of the night, they set up, El Fantasmo versus Will Ospreay for the yeah. Junior Heavyweight Championship. They set up Eagles and Ospreay versus Ishimori and ELP for the Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles. And they set up ELP versus Liger for Wrestle Kingdom for the retirement. And that, that just goes to show that they only had, what, three nights? Yes. But over three nights, the amount of story that they were able to tell groundwork that they were able to set, it's, 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 it's incredible sometimes to see how... Companies with a focus are able to take something as, as that could be as minuscule as just, hey, we have a couple hours over over, over three days, but we're going to make the most out of it. And we're going to be able to set up things for six months from now. And that's, well, not six months, but four months from now. No, it is six months. Just yeah. yeah. So, like, it, it's, it's just really incredible to see, and kudos to, to, ELP for being able to work with the people that he's working with and hit that low blow and get the crowd <laughs> yeah, heat. Yeah, yeah. Get the crowd heat to make it, you know, they all now and on top of it. And, yeah, and you build upon that, and now he's saying, I'm going to retire. Juju Thunder Life. We are, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's leaving, but it's one thing to leave with your arm raised, it's one thing to leave. Looking up at the lights, and he's saying, "I'm going to make him leave." Looking up at the lights, and that's that's big. That's big for him and for New Japan going forward. But of course, it wasn't all rain and sunshine at the end of the night for ELP. He actually had to go on Twitter this past week and apologize because during his post uh, victory promo, he basically called Will Ospreay the autistic assassin. Which, <laughs> Of course you're going to find out hilarious. Of course you're going to I can't take this thing nowhere. <laughs> so he went on Twitter and apologized for his comments if he offended anyone. As, as, well, as well he should. As well he should. Simply because... I mean, we, we, we've now been at Starcast for, uh, we, we've been at Starcast for two days now. Uh, oh, different times, different times about the day. I gotta say, the one thing that's incredible to see is wrestling fans coming together. Still awesome. And just wrestling fans of all walks of life. Of all... <laughs> of, all of, of all capabilities and, and challenges. We all, we all face challenges and... Because you should have him that heel. What the fuck? That's what he apologized for. 
The offender people. I'm gonna fuck! There's fucking your problems in the hell! Niggas need to stop being so sensitive about hate! Bunch of bitch ass niggas! Stop apologizing! He's like, hell! You're supposed to get that heat! Apologize! Now he's looking like a face, like a pussy! He's not apologizing for But he's not he's not a heel like him. He's a fuck he's a part of bullet club! What do you mean? But he's not a heel like He's a fucking heel! What do you mean? He's not a heel like MJF who can get away with it. I don't want to fucking be MJF, JF, him, I don't care! He's a heel! MJF would not apologize for So let's hear from the comment section and the True Hills, the Spotlight Nation. Yeah, while I'll fix this. While 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 uh, we guy JJ fixes our banner, and before we get into what's next and preview the three big shows for tomorrow. Well, thus far, uh, there there actually hasn't been a lot of comments specifically about the Super J Cup. Um, but Shocker. <laughs> uh, we are hearing some some things that. About AEW, and so we'll let's, hear, let's hear about it. Okay, let's so, hear about. so uh, we're hearing um, someone I'm not gonna name and saying that <laughs> AEW might be making a video game. We did hear uh, shocker, yeah, we did hear that in the in the BT email back. It, it was asked to Kenny, and Kenny said, yeah, and Kenny said that you know we they they were looking at it as as a possibility. They may do some announcement towards the end of the year. Um, and I did. We did see a couple of videos of uh, like different actors doing the video game model for their faces yeah. and stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, and our other our, our other comment is that James. I gotta say, James, you got some interesting ideas. He's saying that WWE should bring back some former hardcore superstars to challenge for the twenty four seven title. Um, I don't know if some of the names you're thinking of would be good. Like he's thinking of like. Hardcore Holly and Perry Saturn. I mean, uh, 2019 crowds aren't going to know who they are. Um, but I, I like the idea of bringing back older uh, older talents to kind of give a boost without, like, think of how uh, Mick Foley puts over Bray Wyatt without really having to, like, Mick Foley doesn't really look bad, and Mick Foley isn't taking anything away from the current talent. If anything, all he's there to do is to put over current talent for the future. So it, it, it is an interesting idea. But that, those, those are our comments. Anything else? We can read one more from the comments section as well before we get into these three big events for tomorrow. Um, Jake, uh, Trivial High Schooler says, Jake Juan makes Stephen A. seem way back. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. I, honestly, he makes he makes top guy JJ seem pretty tame with the with the reactions and the words he's been saying during this podcast. I don't have a filter. See the filters like all the way over there. All the way here. So, no okay. filter at all. So let's hear if if he has no filter with these predictions because we got to get into what's coming up next tomorrow. Tomorrow is a big day starting up at twelve p.m. New Japan Pro Wrestling Royal Quest will start at 12 p.m. If I did, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Red Pro is having a show tonight 
Will Ospreay versus David Starr will be on that card. The finals of the Royal, the Road to Royal Quest Tag Team Tournament between Aussie Open and uh, Broden and Samuels will be uh, on this show. And ZSJ, Zack Sabre Jr., the British, the British heavyweight champion, will team up with Minoru Suzuki to versus Hiroshi Tanahashi and the IWGP heavyweight champion, Kazuka Okada. So we're going to start from bottom to top. For the New Japan Pro Wrestling World Quest card, this great, is going to be great show. Honestly, I feel like this is one of the better cards New Japan has produced, especially for outside of Japan. This is one of the best cards of the year. From bottom to top, we're going to go through this. This is a tremendous card. So what you guys got? We got first up, uh, Taguchi. We'll have the team of Young Lions of Shoto Omino, the Shooter, and Rin Narita. Versus the Rapongi 3K team of Rocky Romero, showing yo who you got in this one, Stat King. I mean, I'm biased, but I, I'm going to go with Rapongi 3K because I feel like them with their mentor, it adds something to it, and they have more chemistry together. Like that's if we're looking at it from like a you know New Japan treats it as a more realistic kind of in a sense, more of a shoot style. They're with their mentor. They have that level of chemistry together, that level of training together that they build up over time. So I would give it to Rapongi 3K. Yeah. I'm saying, AJ, same thing. I think, you know, I mean, look at control, but like, when it's Young Lions, nine times out of ten, if they're facing an established, anybody, a team, a superstar from New Japan, they don't lose. <laughs> this is also so, true. This is just basic New Japan logic here. So across the board, we're going with the Rapongi 3K. K-team of Rocky Romero showing yo. Up next, we got some big stars in a lower-card matchup. We got the Bullet Club team of the Tokyo Pimp, Yujiro Takahashi teaming up with Hikaleo, which is the brother of uh, G.O.D., Tama Tonga, and uh, Tonga Loa. He's been in the U.K. basically on excursion in Rev Pro, so we're going to see how much he's improved in his excursion out in the U.K., and they're going to be versing the, the team of the former IWGP United States Champion, Juice Robinson, and the winner of the G1 Climax 29, Koto Obushi. Who you got in this one? We're going to start off with We Got JJ. Motherfucking golden star. G1 Climax winner. My man, 50 grand. One half of the golden lovers. Well, they ain't a team no more. No, so. In their hearts. G one climax when the golden lovers in our hearts. Golden juice. So we're going with the golden juice. Yeah, golden, golden juice. juice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with golden Man, juice. When I I, he said that, I'm, not, I'm just co-signing. Golden juice. We are in Chicago. You're gonna <laughs> exactly, exactly. R. Kelly's team is gonna win. R. Kelly's team is winning. They're gonna piss on the other team, and they're gonna get the win. Shout out to my man Kota Abushi, one of the best in the world. Absolutely. We got uh, Abushi and Juice versus Takahashi and Hikaleo. I mean, it's, it's got to be Abushi and Juice for me. Because it's Abushi going to ride that momentum into Russell Kingdom when he becomes champion. Because so as, I as I was having a discussion with somebody some time ago when Kenta joined Bullet Club, they were saying that Kenta could potentially become a leader of Bullet Club, and that makes zero sense. But they were saying that there are some gaijin in a Gaijin stable of Bullet Club, there are some Japanese people, such as Yukihiro. And it was, didn't, didn't really make sense. Because he turned on his fucking team. He's not just, 
Hey, Yujiro Takahashi really doesn't do as much as you would think as somebody fans going to do. So it's it's kind of a bad bitch out with it. That's it. I mean, something wrong with that. The same way that Instagram, she got a nice, she's a nice, nice. The same way that there's nothing wrong when it comes to Kota Ibushi and Juice Robinson, kind of just steamrolling. It's just a way to be able to put those names in front of the crowd, in front of that UK crowd. I'm going with Golden Juice as well. Golden showers. Golden Juice across the board. This one is going to be one of the more. One of the more one of the more better matches on the card. We got, like I said, this was preview in the Super J Cup. We got the Bullet Club team, Ataji Shibori, and the winner of the Super J Cup himself, El Phantasmo. They're going to be versing the team of the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, and Chaos's own Robbie Eagles, who turned his back on the Bullet Club. There's a lot of storylines in this one. Robbie yeah. Eagles turned his back on the Bullet Club. Wait, they joined Chaos. It was uh, El Fantasmo who defeated Will Ospreay in not only the best of the junior, best of the Super Juniors tournament, but as well as the semifinals of the Super J Cup. And it's leading to a big match between ELP and Osprey. So this match also, if Eagles and Osprey win, they will get a future shot at the Junior Heavyweight cha- Tag Team Championship. So who you got, Stag King? Eagles and Osprey or Ishimori and El Fantasma? It's a very interesting setup. It's a very interesting situation. I'm giving it to Osprey and Eagles, and I'm t- saying that Ishimori is the one who takes the pin because they're they're building up Fantasma as that heel. They get. They give so here's the thing. They they're building up Phantasmo as that heel. Phantasmo's over time is going to be rolling into uh, Russell Kingdom for Jushin Thunder Liger, and they give them the win. But they, they're not nothing's going to take away from the Phantasmo. If Ishimori is the one that takes the pin, so I'm giving it to Osprey and Eagles. I say Ishimori goes. Oh, I don't think he takes the pin off for something like that. He's the one that got El Phantasmo that win. So. Alphatama is already established off of winning the tournament. That's right. So, if that time wins, he takes the pen and doesn't look anything good. They're going to build Ishimori into facing Osprey because he costs him the match. So, so you think they're going to set up a new challenger? No, I don't think they're winning. I'm just saying if that was the case. Because I got, of course, they're in there when they're pretty much in the state. So, I got Osprey and the you got Osprey. For my sake, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we're not disagreeing on the first three matchups on this Royal Quest card. I'm gonna agree with the two fellas. I don't go I'm gonna go with Eagles and Osprey getting the victory here. This one's very interesting. It's leading up to what we talked about in the top news about Naito versus White at the Destruction in Kobe show. It's gonna be LIJ versus the Bullet Club. It's gonna be Switchblade J White teaming with the Crown Jewel. You can check out our interview with the Crown Jewel. Chase Owens on our True Will Heat YouTube channel. They're going to be versus the LIJ team of the IWGP Intercontinental Champion Tetsuya Naito and the man that defeated Okada in the G1, Sonata. Who you got in this one? LIJ versus Bullet Club. So this is, I mean, I said it before, but this is an interesting scenario as well because you have Jay White going to be facing Naito down the road. So who do you give? Who do you have to give the win to? And it's one of those situations where, to me, I I'm gonna give it to Jay White and Chase Owens because you got to keep the momentum of why is he facing Tetsuya Naito? Yeah, he wins the G1, he beats him the G1, but if he's losing a tag match to him later, does he really deserve that title shot? And maybe that's uh, um, 
New Japan's booking style, where it's you know singles matches, he he beat him. So if he loses in a tag match, it's not it's not it doesn't matter. But to me, I would say you keep that momentum going of mm-hmm. Jay White chase and dragging along Chase Owens. Jay White is gunning for Tetsuya Naito and his Intercontinental Championship. So I would say that Jay White and Chase Owens wins. Yeah, we got Jay White and Chase Owens. I mean, they could swerve us to have the um, Naito and him win. Sure, because only for some fact that Jay White takes the title. Because I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know for I believe one hundred percent White is going to be um Intercontinental Champion by the time. Well, you're power strong because that's the next, after that, that's the next big show. So. That's true. I'm going to disagree with the fellows for the first time, and I'm going to go with the LIJ team. I think that Sonata gets a victory over Chase Owens. I feel like Chase Owens is the guy in this match to take a loss. I would love to go with JY and Chase Owens, but I don't see Sonata losing because he's on his way to a high definitely taking that thing. That's I, 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 I don't see Sonata taking a loss because Fuck he's on his up. way to versus Okada from the IWGP heavyweight champion. More than likely at King of Pro Wrestling. And I don't see Naito taking another loss to JY, so I'm going to go with the LIG team of Naito and Sonata. With Sonata getting yeah. the victory mm-hmm. over Chase Owens. Cause definitely because White coming off taking him out of a tournament. So you have him beat him again. I mean, he's already going to get the title match. So they got to make Naito at least look a little bit credible. That's fair. That That's fair. So exactly. Chase, sure. White might have to depend. Of course Chase won't depend. He's a fucking scrub. <laughs> that scrub ass nigga out of here. He's, he's the crown scrub. He's a hey, fucking check scrub. Check out our interview. He's the crown scrub. Fuck that. Check out our interview with the crown jewel Chase Owens and where he answers with his trainer, Ricky Morton, and how many kids he is at. Well, he definitely scrubbed it. Crown scrub, like I said. IWGP Tag Team Championships will be on the line. It's going to be Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa. Hey, no, they Gorillas of Destiny. G.O.D. will defend against the winners of the, as you said before, the Rev Pro Road to Road Quest Tournament. It's going to be the finals of uh, Samuels and Broden versus Aussie Open. Team 1 2. I'm so bad. I think Aussie Open. You think Aussie uh, Open won? I, I'm pretty sure Aussie Open should be the team that wins that. Yeah, yeah, you can look it up. We can get our answer real quick before we. Uh, I, think it, I think it's Aussie Open. You think it is? It makes sense. It just makes common fucking sense. It just makes sense that Aussie Open would, would, would win this tournament, the Royal to Royal Quest tournament. It's basically a tournament that's been going on the last couple of weeks to determine who will get this shot at in London at the Copper Box uh, Arena. G.O.D. has held the IWGP yeah, Tag Team exactly. Championships. Boom. They held the IWGP Tag Team Championships since February. They won it at the Honor Rising Shows for Ring of Honor. They defeated L.I.J. to win the IWGP uh, Heavyweight Tag Team Titles. They had their little series. They won the ROH Tag Team Titles back at the G1 Supercard. Had their great series of matches with the Briscoes. Wild Award. Check out Wild Award from fucking Summer Supercard. Check it out. Absolutely. Granted, so, with a shitty crowd, but watch that match. And G.O.D. does not have a good rep for great matches, but they had a great series with the Briscoes. So who do you think is going to win this one? We just found out Aussie Opens was the winner of the tournament. So Aussie Open versus G.O.D. Yeah, Aussie Open. You think Aussie Open is going to win the tournament? Especially because it was like a mystery. I feel like they pull up that upset in their hometown. In, in why not? That sounds like a good prediction. Yeah. Who you got? I'm actually going to agree with it because Aussie Open recently dropped progress titles. There we go. My fucking man stat king over here. You, you got a situation where Aussie Open is having was having titles that were connected to 
even peripherally to WWE. Now they don't have him. There's no reason why they can't take him. And you can have a situation where G.O.D. wins the World Tag League to get the titles back. And G.O.D. has made it to the finals of the World Tag League for three years straight. And honestly, when you really look at the New Japan landscape, there is no tag teams on the horizon for G.O.D. diverse after this match. So it does make sense for Aussie Open to be that new team that gets injected in. But I've done it as a new Atama Tonga, so I'm going with GLD. Ain't nobody really specifically has one of the more underrated entrances. Just like you, 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 he's, he's coming out, he's like, I'm gonna hurt this dude in the ring, but right now, let me just, God, I got good music. That team is so fucking hard, yo. <laughs> when you came out to that muscle kingdom, I was like, yo. And with the, with the mask. With the mask, yo. I was like, oh, shit. It's like fucking six in the morning. I'm like, oh, shit. Man, man, yo. Shout, shout out to GOP, yo. Shout out to my boys, uh, True Hill Dre, uh, True Hill Security. Shout out to my nigga Dre. As well okay. as uh, the, the most evil. Of them all, the most evil of the true heels, Calvin. We watched Russell Kingdom, we heard that song, and we oh, all marked out. I so that song is fire. Yeah. So the top three matches for Royal Quest, All Out has a tremendous card, but these may be the top three matches of the whole entire weekend. Mm-hmm. We got for the number overweight championship is going to be Tomohiro Ishii. Tomohiro Ishii, which was voted by Wrestle Wrestling Observer as the MVP of the G1 Climax 29. This man had an average of 4.25 stars per match during the G1 Climax 29. He's going to be versing the newest member of the Bullet Club, Kenta. This all is uh, following up what happened at the G1 Climax 29 finals, where Kenta turned his back on Tomohiro Ishii and that Chaos team and the Young Lions from LA, as well as Shibata. This set up this big match between Ishii and Kenta for the Never Overweight Championship here in London. Who you got stacking in this big time match? So, Kenta Shibata, if Shibata is, is really coming back. He's coming back. I don't have any. Look, err on the side of caution. I don't think that that needs a title, but I think it would be great if it is for a title. And so I'm going to give this match to Kenta. Who you got in this one? You think Kenta? Like what you said, the match, the, the feud does not need a title. So what I've got, uh, Kenta can win a belt right now. And then before Russell Kingdom gets here, he turns Shibata calls him the title. He's got, we got big shows. We got the fucking yeah, spirit of the We got power yeah. struggle. Oh, yeah. like, we got, got power struggle. We got shit of pro wrestling. We got the world tag league. Oh. We got the big show in San Jose. Think about this way. Think about this way. If Kenta retains the belt through all of that, then whether or not Shibata in his comeback can dethrone him makes it that much more interesting. He creates a bigger story. Because exactly. they're going to be on and off. Shibata didn't come back for one match, and then he needs to be using it to put up the Kenta. You never know. Yeah. Same thing with if Shibata is really coming back, oh, he'll come yeah. back and be yeah. just fucking Kenta. So, you know, he gets the title that he's been so happy. So, it could. It works out both ways, but for this match, I got Kenta definitely beating Ishii. So I'm going to actually agree with the fellas once again. We're going we're to be across the board, and I think that Kenta 
gets his victory here. This is the one big title change I can see happening at this world question. We'll see. We got two more title matches going on, but I think Kenta gets the victory over Ishii to become the never championship champion. We got the Rep Pro British Heavyweight Championship. It's gonna be on the line. We got Zack Saber Jr. defending against the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi. It was back at the G1 Supercar that ZSJ tapped out Hiroshi Tanahashi. Putting him out with an elbow injury for a few weeks. Uh, Horoshi Tadahashi basically come, came back at the finals of the Best of Super Juniors tournament. He had an up and down G1 climax. He did defeat ZSJ in the G1 climax, but he also lost to Will Ospreay in the finals of the G1 climax. And that was a great match as well. And also, Tadahashi defeated ZSJ in a tag team matchup, which sets up this big matchup. In London, so who you got? Tanahashi versus ZSJ. Here is ZSJ. You think ZSJ I'm taps him out again? You just you, after after you have ZSJ not doing so well no, in the no. G1 climax. It's just he. I mean, the dude's throwing tantrums at me. <laughs> like, let let. Just keep the belt on him. It's, it's easier that way. You could put the belt on Tanahashi, have him have, him, have, have him have it for a little while, and then drop it back to ZSJ or drop it to somebody else. But I, I don't see this. I just, it's, it's easier just to keep it on him. And you're give, But you are giving that crowd a great match that they otherwise would not see. So I'm, I'll give it to ZSJ. Who you got, Tanahashi? You got Tanahashi? There's no way. Tanahashi tapped out in the garden, bro. He's not. <laughs> He's coming. I'm going to tell you, Warrior Quest. It doesn't need to be a tap out, though. No, 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 I'm not saying regular. It doesn't have to be a tap out. I'm just saying. I don't see him being a DJ beating Tanahashi again. Like, how? Because Tanahashi didn't. I mean, we had a couple good matches in G1, but outside that, what the fuck else is he going to do? You know? So, have him have his, little, have his belt for a little bit. Have him be a DJ. I don't know. I, I guess make it a little, a little credible. Can't have him just keep losing and fucking Zack Sabre Jr., you know? And I, so I honestly want to agree with we we got JJ because Tanahashi winning uh the British Heavyweight Championship, I feel in a lot of ways elevates the entire promotion of Red Bull. Oh shit, Hiroshi the champion? Are you kidding me? That's it's gonna cause people to to go out to the shows, especially like in London, if they decide mm-hmm. to expand. They want to do a show in Japan or they the USA. Rep, they can bring Rep Pro to the to the um to the Japan or bring him to the states to defend it. I mean, not to the states, but to their company. I mean, to the company, the fucking state to defend the title. You know, they can bring so, him to the UK. They can bring him to the United States. There's so many possibilities. Them out a lot. But I'm actually gonna agree with with the the Stag King. I think that Zack Saber Jr. gets the victory here. I don't know because only for the fact that Osprey Eagles is winning that tag. <laughs> Unless something happens and they do have to continue the uh, the feud with the with Taji, you know, I don't I don't see I don't see Tanahashi losing again. He lost he lost that general supercarter. I just feel I just feel like they're gonna continue the story of Hiroshi Tanahashi on his downslide. Like yeah. for the first time in years, yeah. Hiroshi Tanahashi wasn't involved in the final night of the G one. He was he was already eliminated from the from the competition. He lost his ESJ. 
at the G1 Supercar. He lost to Jay White at the finals of the of the Best of the Super Junior Tournament. And it's all leading to Tanahashi versus Jericho at WrestleMania. So I feel like it's going to be a series of down points for Tanahashi before he finally has his triumphant victory at WrestleMania. Bro, I'm saying for that, he can win the Best Pro title because they don't want to have him look a week again. He lose it before. He can lose it before fucking um Rushkin because Jericho, because Jericho popping about oh shit, calls for the Tanahashi the title. But yeah. to be fair, we we we're thinking of it more in the WWE sense because yeah. really even in a feud you don't see a rival cross yeah. another in rival. Order, in, order, in order to progress two feuds, you've now had. Somebody cost the title. You Twice. Your, yeah, you bet Shibata cost the title. Yeah, 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 you bet Jericho cost Tanahashi. Yeah, that ain't both. That's WWE. Okay, 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 so alright. I might a little bit change my thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just stick to what I said. Tanahashi. Keep that same energy. Keep that same energy over here on this side. You feel me? So the main event is one of the, the more underrated rivalries in New Japan pro wrestling. It's going to be Minoru Suzuki getting his shot at the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, one of the best wrestlers in the world, Kazuka Okada. If you guys didn't know, Minoru Suzuki was denied. He was snubbed of an opportunity to be in the G1 climax. He He was one of the more more blatant snubs from the field for the G1 climax. I think either Taishi or Lance Archer kind of took his spot. But because of that, Minoru Suzuki went on a rampage on the undercard of the G1 Climax, basically beating up young lions, beating up people from Chaos, beating up people from Tsuguchi, Japan. And then finally, on the G1 Climax 29 Finals, there was a tag team match between ZSJ and Suzuki versus Tanahashi and Okada. And Suzuki hit the gotch pile driver to defeat the IWGP heavyweight champion last out. And then laughed at Okada and said that you lost to somebody that wasn't even allowed in the G1 climax and that he should just give up his title to the king of pro wrestling that is Minoru Suzuki. So it's Suzuki versus Okada. These guys have had draws in the rain. They had yeah, draws that, in the that, G1. That was the anniversary of New Japan. I saw you and him. Wrestling in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Two years ago, they had a grueling 40-minute match for the IWGP Championship. So who do you got? Suzuki versus Okada. We got Jake. Okada. Okada. Right? We don't even There's no... It's not, I'm sure we all agree that Okada's winning. Like, it's no like explanation needed, I guess. Uh, apologies, London. I love Suzuki, but he's not being Okada. Rainmaker. It's just... It's yeah, I think everyone but Clinton Rusticky, shouts out to him as a follower of the True Host page. Yeah, fuck that nigga. <laughs> I think everyone's going to go with Okada, Okada getting the victory over Suzuki. And it's bad for me because he's on my fantasy team, but it's okay because it's common sense. You know who's on both of my I'll fantasy teams? The Rainmaker! Yes! <laughs> Get those points in both fantasy leagues. Let's hear from the from the True Hills and the Spotlight Nation before we get into NXT UK takeover. So Maurice Williams agrees on the 3K. We're seeing uh, Juice Nabushi also. People are agreeing with that. Um, Chris Gutierrez says that Yujiro's valet is hotter than Ghost Pepper and Sauna. Nothing to your pop ass. We have uh, Chris also saying that uh, Eagles Osprey win but lose the title match. 
Uh, ELP, ELP, ELP takes the junior title off of him, so Willie can go heavyweight and fight Kota for the heavyweight title uh, in Wrestle Kingdom. After Wrestle Kingdom? No, I'm, I'm assuming you mean after Wrestle Kingdom. New beginning? At Wrestle Kingdom. New beginning? Yeah, I mean, Wrestle Kingdom 2021. That's, you know, you definitely. That's out of the year. No. I think that's probably because you, you, you're looking at, like, you know, Mets and Jets teams for the future, <laughs> so that's, you know. But anyway, um, ouch. We also we have people uh, people voting for Naito and Sonata. People saying uh, GOD retaining the belts. Uh, Chris is saying he heard rumors that Ozzy Open is New Japan bound. Mm-hmm. So I would put my money on them to throw GOD. We all, in reference to uh, how we felt about Tama Tonga really embracing his entrance. Uh, Chris said that Tama comes out like the most gangster motherfucker alive. I like it. That's oh, right. Ain't nobody really there Ain't nobody really there I agree. I agree with Izzy in saying that. What? Hold up. You don't agree with who? Give him a second. Fuck Izzy. Can't. For fact, I'm going to say his shoot name. Fuck Isaiah Campbell. You do not agree with him. You do not speak that name. This fucking I, I, I agree okay. with Izzy in that Kenta versus uh, Ishii is going to be a full out war. It's going to be great. You are right in saying that. You are right in saying that. So fuck out there. Those, those are our comments. <laughs> so we got to get into NXT UK TakeOver Cardo. If you guys watched NXT uh, UK TakeOver Blackpool, that was one of the better shows of the year. It was uh, their premiere takeover. We had uh, the Mustache Mountain versus the Grizzle Young Veterans, which was one of the best tag team matches of the year. We had Tony Storm win the NXT Women's Championship. And we had Pete Dunne successfully defend against uh, Joe Coffey in the main event. And, of course, that led to the debut of Volta. And ever since then, it's been Volta's world in the NXT. Imperium. Period. That's good. Imperium. Period. That's so good. Imperium. Period. It's been Imperium and Volta's world in the NXT UK universe, and everyone else is just living in it. So it comes to TakeOver UK Cardiff. We talked about this before, that they decided to run on the same day as the Royal Quest. Also, I think they have like a soccer matchup in Cardiff that's going to be taking some fans away. But this card, honestly, has been well put together. We got, at the we'll start from bottom to top, as always, we got Travis Banks. Travis Banks, who got the snub on the last uh, NXT UK TakeOver. He was taken out by Jordan Devlin, which led to uh, Finn Balor versus Jordan Devlin. You know, in January, that's, that's long-term build. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, Travis Banks is finally going to get his opportunity on an NXT UK TakeOver, and he's going to be versing the Scottish Supernova himself, Noam Dar. Noam Dar, if you might remember him from the Cruiserweight Classic, as well as 205 Live. These two gentlemen have had a war of words, basically putting each other down, and it leads to this big one-on-one matchup and on the card for NXT UK TakeOver. Cardo, who you got in this one? Stacky. Travis Banks. You got Travis Banks getting this big victory. Yep, Travis Banks. I'm sure it's Travis Banks. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those situations where you have built. Right. And now, now, some of the way that we you know generally think about WWE booking will play a factor in because now we're talking about WWE. But it's one of those situations where they built it up where the heel has done certain things to get under the skin 
of his opponent. And we have situations where Gnome Dar's with big injuries in matches. Uh, he was actually injured, so like there, there's just a, there is enough story that has been told that Travis Banks can move on to something else after this match, and Gnome Dar can as well. And Travis Banks gets the win because he's it's WWE faces win. So, no, so, no, no, no. Yeah, exactly. so that's I mean it's, it's almost as simple as that. It's almost as simple as that's what should happen. So that's what I think will happen. So, Travis Banks. Banks and Dar, you got Banks. I think that, I think we agree across the board, Travis Banks needs this big victory. He's that one, Especially after getting that snub at the last takeover. Yeah. He deserves this opportunity yeah. to have a showcase matchup as well as get the victory here. And he's, of course, got already had a title shot against Walter for the, uh, for the NXT UK Championship. So, I think he's going to be in line in the future as a top contender for that title. So this one is a battle of the big boys, a horse fight. Mm. We got Dave Massive, who has been the main monster for NXT UK. He's going to be versing the former number one contender, Joe Coffey, so of Gallus. And this one is going to be last man standing. So if you remember the first NXT UK takeover, it was Dave Massive who got the big victory over Eddie Dennis in a no disqualification match. So once again, they're putting Massive in a, in a stipulation match, but this time last man standing. These two gentlemen went to a no contest just a couple of weeks ago on NXT UK television. This is a battle of who is the main monster, who is the main big man, the main host of NXT UK. Who you got, Mastiff versus Coffee? I'm going to start with you. Coffee. You, got got coffee. you think Coffee is the bounce back with the Coffee? He needs to bounce back with I mean, that was no Coffee. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Dallas hasn't gotten a lot of big victories, so, so I'm like, I don't know, but I'm going to just go with Coffee. But you got Master versus Coffee. So I'm I'm going to go with Master because I think they have an opportunity. They have, like a monster I have, they have the opportunity to build him up as a monster, build him up as that big guy, and it's, I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm showing my hand as to how I think the main event's going to go, but I think it's going to be good to position Massive as somebody of strong monster face, monster face, something you don't always see, as somebody who can then potentially challenge for the UK title, the the main title. So I think that that'll be good. You can help move him up the card. And I don't think necessarily that Joe Coffey loses that much if he takes this pin. I decided to counter. It could be like, oh, shit, he jumps up at the last. I mean, it's not going to be, it's not be a situation like with uh, John Cena, Batista, where he duct tapes. That's all. But, I mean, it's a situation where Joe Coffey doesn't need to be pinned in order to lose. So, I, I think it, Joe Coffey will be fine if he takes this loss. Gallus, they have that shot at the tag titles. And, you know, yeah. Dave Massive, you build, you build up a, a future. Face contender, somebody who has the size to go up against the current potentially Volta. Yeah, UK. So before we get into our top three title matches on the NXT UK card, we have a special note. This was revealed on WWE.com exclusive. We got WWE Monday Night Raw superstar Cesaro, the former. Uh, Raw Tag Team Champion, the former SmackDown Tag Team Champion, the former United States Champion. He will be appearing on NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. So, I'm just going to ask you guys for a prediction. What do you think 
Cesaro's going to do in this card. Is he just going to do a call out a face in the crowd, or is he actually going to do something? That's what I was saying. They're going to call out a superstar. Pete Dunne answers the call. They have a good match. I got Pete Dunne with it only because he's, they're going to build up to Pete Dunne. I mean, I hate to say it, but Cesaro kind of at this point, if they're going to move him out of the league, he's probably going to be an enhancement talent. And we were saying that. But unless they plan on keeping him full time in the UK, there's no reason he should win. There's no reason. So I feel like he calls out a superstar. He doesn't answer the call. He doesn't beat him. And then he just moves on from that. The same thing like I did with Finn in January. Yeah. yeah. yeah so. Who you got? Uh, what you got off, happening? First off, shout out to Cesaro. Because uh, I don't know if y'all remember that uh, match with uh, between Cesaro and Sheamus and Seth Rollins and. Um, Ambrose. Ambrose. The, Moxley. The, where he <laughs> fucked up his teeth. That one guy who just hasn't been on WWE TV in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened to him. Maybe he finally... Jonathan Good. Maybe the <laughs> lunatic fringe just he went crazy. we got to ask Renee. But uh, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, Cesaro ate that ring post. And he's been wearing braces for the past two years. So shout out to Cesaro. He finally got the braces. Yeah. He finally got that. But... He now has an opportunity to get more dental work uh, when he does call out. I agree, Pete Dunn. Dunn comes out. Bitter end. One, two, three. Once again, I'm going to disagree with these gentlemen. I think that I think think that Sotaro won't appear in like a seat in the crowd. I think that I do agree with them that he won't call somebody else. But I think it will be the man that's been in NXT UK for a number of weeks. You the know, man that gave the first loss to Ilja okay. Dragunov. That's bullshit, but anyway. But the man that is tag. his former, his tag greatest tag team partner of all time. He, I know. If you don't know. Yeah, exactly. If you don't know, Sheamus and Cesaro were great tag team partners, but Cesaro's greatest partner is Cassius. Oh, no. The artist formerly known as Chris Hero, who has been in NXT. K-O-W-E-O. And if you want to be, you know, like uh, a nice hipster uh, wrestling guy or gal, uh, just in case you are in the Chicago area and you're trying to take advantage of the uh, in-store 20% off sale PWT, they do have Kings of Wrestling shirts yeah. on the super discount area. 45% so off. So you want to be a that's fake not, fan, that's, or you actually know who the kings of wrestlers are? Forty-five percent off, man. The, the stat king in me wants to tell you that that's Scott Snyder math, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's a great sale. Regardless, it's a great sale. You can get a kings of wrestling shirt for Chris Hero and Claudio Castagnoli, or as they're now known, Cesaro Castagnoli. and <laughs> And that, that's, oh, that's no. good. I, I like that one. That, that's good and it goes on and on and on and on. <laughs> we are the champions, my friend. <laughs> and if you are not a fan of ROH back in 2006, that was not. We won't understand what we're talking about. But speaking of tag teams, we got to get into the tag team title match for NXT UK. NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 
the tag team title match stole the show. It was the opener. It was the Grizzled Young Veterans in the finals of the NXT UK Tag Team Tournament, defeating Mustache Mountain in one of the best tag team matches of the year. And Zach Gibson and James Drake are back once again. GYB. Grizzled Young Veterans will defend against Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, which is being known as the South Wales subculture. Mm -hmm. They will verse Mark Coffey and Wolfgang of Dallas in a triple threat match for the NXT UK Tag Team Championships. It was Coffey and Wolfgang who originally got the shot to verse GYV, and Andrews and Webster basically talked their way into it, getting victories over Dallas as well as GYV and causing this triple threat to happen. In my eyes, this is the sleeper match of the night. We got GYB, Gallus, or South Wales subcoach. So I know that I said earlier that Mark Coffey's okay, uh, Joe Coffey's okay with taking loss because Gallus has a title match down the road. This being that title match, I'm actually going to give it to Mark Andrews, the Flash Morgan Webster, because I think that this is more of a long-term booking storyline where they are the, they're the, they're the face team in this match and you you're, you're finally taking the belts off the prison going bets putting it onto a face team so that they are in essence placeholders because Imperium is around the corner so Mark Anderson smart. makes sense who you got I, I, I feel where he's coming from. But I, I don't know. I feel like we're going to back. I mean, granted, how you how NXT UK is like, <laughs> build. I don't think they will be telling so soon. But if that wants to happen, the only so thing I feel like this January, right, 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 right. I'm the same though. Like how NXT UK is built, they don't defend it enough. Like. Yeah. But if they if they want to lose it and they lose it to what you said, yeah. Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, possible. It's only going to be able. To, it's only going to before Imperium, take time So I'm just gonna go with I'm just gonna go with um, I'm gonna agree with the stacking. I think that South Wales subculture gets the victory here and that they are set up as transitional champions for Imperium. Whichever duo that is, whether that's uh Iker and Martel. Yeah, Iker and Martel or Martel and Alexander. Sorry. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you, you can go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Right. Go ahead. It's fine. Uh, it's my two brothers, brothers right before, here. Before, before uh, Sid continues, yes, Steve, if you hate Gibson. Take your shoes off. Shoes off. I don't hate him. <laughs> I don't hate him. Zach Gibson He's is the true heel. He gets that true heel heat. Zach Gibson. Liverpool's number one. Liverpool's number one. Zach Gibson Jr. Zach Gibson. Is that man? Junior, Jesus. I know. I was about to hit him with the Yeah. But Gibson is that dude. He gets that true heel heat. And I'm, I'm kind of sad that I have to pick against him. But I'm going with the South Wales subculture. Like I said, it seems like they're setting up for Imperium to be the rulers of NXT UK. So they need to win the NXT UK tag team titles. So this is all a part of the Lauren game to get those titles on them. So Andrews and Webster must win the titles to transition it over to Imperium. This match is one of the matches I'm most looking forward to. We got the NXT UK Women's Championship is on the line. The champion, Tony Storm, will defend against NXT UK's latest addition to the women's division, Kaylee Ray. K-L-R, 
then one of the baddest women in the UK, mm-hmm. she will get her shot at the NXT UK Women's Championship. If you remember back at Blackpool, the first ever takeover for NXT UK, it was Tony Storm who cashed in her opportunity that she won at the Mae Young Classic last year. Yeah. She defeated Rhea Ripley to win the NXT UK Women's Championship. Just a month later, KLR, Kaylee Ray debuted with NXT UK, and she's been on a warpath leading to this championship opportunity against Tony Storm. Kaylee Ray has held no punches. She's all about becoming the main woman, the ace, the leader of the women's division in NXT UK, and she is willing, ready, and able to defend and beat down Tony Storm to get that championship. So we you got KLR versus Tony Starr at NAC UK TakeOver Carl. There's no need for me to even explain this, KLR. Only KLR? You already, you already explained it. She's been in the war path. It's been leading to this. So we got Kaylee Ray versus Tony Starr. We got JJ. Unless they move in up Tony Storm, I got an opportunity. Unless that's a plan. But the way the story went up, like they're trying to garner sympathy for Tony Storm. So I got Tony Storm. Because... Kaylee broke up the like her father not being there, how all these good kids look to her, Shane a good role model, shit like that. I got I got twenty two. She she brought up she that she's not a good role model. Yeah, her father not being in her life. Her leaked photos made me good as a I don't know. Now, I'm very conflicted. If you know me, Tony Storm, I've made claims and allegations that she's my baby mama. That's good. Yeah. 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 You know. <laughs> you know, that's besides the point. But Kaylee Ray seems that she has all the momentum in the world to get the victory here. But yes, I will go with my original baby mama. I'm going to go with Tony Storm to get the victory. Yes, original. You'll get breaking news on the next one. <laughs> but, yes, Kaylee there, Ray... We'll, we'll just say that there are many people watching True Heel Heat at all times. True Heel Cultures. For life. For life. I do not. Uh, Storm, I think Storm gets the victory here, but I don't think this is the end of the feud between Kaylee Ray and Tony Storm. And I feel like Kaylee Ray will win the, the NXT UK, cha- UK Women's Championship from Tony Storm, but it won't be right here. What? Yes. Yeah. And in the main event, this is going to be one of the best matches of the entire weekend. It is Volta versus the first ever NXT UK champion himself, Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate of Mustache Mountain was taken out by Volta a couple of months ago at the Download Festival. He got powerbombed into the apron, then powerbombed into the ring post. <laughs> if you saw Prime Target NXT UK takeover card up, it was a great special between outlining how we got to this match. Tyler Bate returned, and he's been on a house of fire. He even lifted up Volta for the Tyler Driver 97. Mm-hmm. So he gets his opportunity, his, his first shot at the NXT UK Championship since his rematches against Pete Dunne just over two years ago. So Volta versus Bate, who you got? We got JJ. Unless you're stupid as fuck, which most of us studies are. No, well, it's offensive. But anyway, that's stupid as fuck. Clearly, Walter is winning. It's not even a second thought. And I'm going to put the belt on Tyler so soon. So I got Walter For my sake, obviously. I can't be, I can't be talking about how Mark Andrews and Flash Warren Webster are placeholders for the Imperium. I'm not also picking Walter. 
Mm-hmm. Walter's Bones. Volta across the board. I feel across like the board. Volta had one of the best matches of the year against Pete Dunne back at NXT UK, uh, NXT Takeover in New York, where he won the championship. He had a great match against Pete Dunne uh, in the rematch on NXT UK Television. But this is his latest opportunity to impress. If you saw Volta versus uh, Tyler Bate back at Progress last year in Webley Arena, it was a fantastic match. I don't think they will reach the apex of that greatness of that match, mm-hmm. but they will have a great match mm-hmm. in Cardiff no matter what, and Volta will get the victory. But we are in Chicago for one reason and one reason only. You see this? A-E-W Rushland. A-E-W all out all of us. tomorrow we night. Here, but all of us. We, we will be in the Sears Center one year after All In, where we were there live. The Stat King was right a couple of seats away from me. And we were there and we witnessed history as 10,000 people filled the Sears Center to have All In, which led to AEW being born in January. Mm-hmm. And now it leads to the big event. Back at Senior Center, the biggest event of all elite wrestling calendar tomorrow night. Before we get to that and break down the card, let's hear from the spotlight and the true games. So, okay, we have uh, we have Steve Salvage was saying the best heat in the NXT brand period for Gibson. You're right on the money, Salvage. Mm-hmm. And we are having. I think, it, I think it goes back to that question of whether or not we're going to see. So, as we get into the predi- as we get into the predictions, we know that down the road on the first uh, AEW television show, Chris Jericho has some mystery tag partners. Yes. And uh, so, James McCrossan earlier was saying that he feels as though it's going to be the Mark Foundation. Ooh. That's a new one. I haven't heard that. I've heard no, it. I've heard people like Pac and someone else. That's I've heard I, I predicted LAX, yeah, but I like that. That's what I was saying. saying. Yeah, that's some really interesting thoughts about that. But that's mainly our, our uh, discussion. All right. We'll hear more AEW-related comments or anything you thought about Royal Quest or TakeOver Cardiff in a bit. But we got to break down this all-out card on the buy-in, the pre-show. It will be available on YouTube. We got the 21 women Casino Battle Royale. We got the big swole Ariel Monroe. We saw her earlier at StarCast. Mm-hmm. We got Awesome Kong in this one. We got Brandy Rose. We got Teal Piper. We got Jazz, the former WWE Women's Champion herself. Eva Lee from Lucha Underground. We got Sadie Gibbs. We got Shazay McKenzie. And 10 spots to be filled. Nyla Rose is in this one. Who you got in this 21 women casino battle world? 21 women will be involved. And the winner will be involved in the inaugural championship match to determine the AEW Women's Champion. Who you got? So I think it's a... This this is one of the matches that kind of is, for me, unpredictable. Because you have Riho and Hikaru Shida down Mm -hmm. Later in the card, and we don't know exactly who's winning there, right? But we, we may have predictions, which I mean, not may we will because we're going to be talking about it in a little bit. But it's one of those situations where, depending on who wins there, or even actually no, depending on who wins in the battle royal, we may have an idea of who wins that match. 
You can have a situation. You, you, well, you can have a situation where uh, the Joker party. So you can have honestly, you the number one You can have a face in the face. You could. No, you could. That's true. But like, you have a situation where you could have Awesome Kong having the Joker card, mm-hmm. and she's winning that, winning the whole thing. You can also have a situation where you are putting it on the woman who has maybe one of the larger mainstream. You know, Knowledges uh, that the crowd has, or that they're pushing heavy by going to Pittsburgh, you have Rip Baker. Yeah. So there, there, it's a it's a wide open range, and I'm going to go with Awesome Kong winning the Casino Battle Royale. I, I, I love it for a few Rip, but I, I'm going to go on the air, air on the side of caution and say that they're going to have it be a monster heel that they can have Brandy Rhodes. Be looking as though she's the one pulling the strings from behind the curtain. So I'm gonna go with Awesome Kong. Who you got? Damn, man, you really saying that? Just trying to prove you a loop. He's like, making them think. You're making them think now. But the way they've been building up AEW, and especially even to like, they're not even calling the Pittsburgh show Pittsburgh from the Pittsburgh. Yeah. I would, I would, I'll have Brits, Brit win the Battle Royale. I mean, Britt got the victory at Double or Nothing in that big fatal four-way. Britt Baker was the first ever woman signee for AEW, yeah. so not a bad pick at all. Uh, awesome Con has the mainstream coverage from Glow, as well as her time in TNA, as well as mm-hmm. WWE. So those are two good picks. I'm going to go with a woman that they've been pushing on the, basically on the peripheral. If you remember back at Double or Nothing, we had a vignette for this woman. We've had, we've had vignettes oh. on the road twos, and this is her debut matchup. No, I know Sadie Gibbs. Sadie Gibbs is one of the most amazing women. If you've never seen her in the ring, you are bound to be impressed this Saturday at All Out. And I think Sadie Gibbs gets the victory in her debut matchup at the Casino Battle Royal at the, at All Out. This one will be another great one. It's going to be full of spots. We got Private Party in a tag team matchup. They will be against Angelico and Jack Evans. Angelico and Jack Evans coming off the loss against Best Friends back at uh, Double or Nothing. Private Party coming off a series of losses. They yeah, lost yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. at House of Glory. They lost a, the three-way matchup back at Fighter Fest. Who you got in this one? Uh, people coming off of being losers. So, <laughs> they, had the, they had a little thing with the Bucks. I feel like the Bucks, I mean, because the Bucks, of course, they run the tax from the vision for the company. But they want to they put Pirate, but Pirate Party needs more, needs more coverage than Angelica was like, we know who they are. Yeah. So I would think Pirate Party. Pirate Party. Who you got stacking? I want to say I I feel like it's getting going to be private party because mm-hmm. out of the two teams they're the ones who have gotten the high profile match. Right, they're the ones who have gotten being mentioned on being the elite mm-hmm. by the Bucks. They're the ones who seem and so the Bucks. The super are, Bucks are definitely <laughs> yeah. Bucks are definitely high behind. High, they're, they're 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 really big on private party. So I'm gonna go private party with this. I'm gonna agree with the two good brothers to my right and to my left. I think, I think what AEW has shown is when they basically put out these matches for future events, they try to build up these individuals, especially if they're person, 
the bigger stars of the Young Bucks, Cody, or Kenny Omega. They try to give these guys that are yeah. going up against them a victory so they look more credible going into their matchup. So I think Private Party gets this victory on the buy-in to set up their matchup with the Young Bucks in Boston for the tag team tournament on the WRT and Right, they're in there for nothing for party. Exactly. But this one, I think, is going to kick off the show. If you remember, Double or Nothing, these individuals kicked off that show. And I think they're going to kick off the main show when you all out. SCU, SoCal Uncensored, Christopher Daniels, uh, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky. They will be versing two boys and their dinosaur. Marco Stunt, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus. We were there live at the weigh-in for the press conference, and these guys were all very entertaining. <laughs> we saw the setup for this match on being the elite with uh, Daniels being attacked by his child's dinosaur. <laughs> we, had, we, had, we had Frankie Kazarian basically at a Chuck E. Cheese, and then we had Scorpio Sky watching Jungle Buck be a fuckboy. Who the fuck wears a snapback like this? Who does that? I mean, I mean, I'm a fuck boy. I mean, a better question. A fuck boy. A better question is, um, who gets married and is still in the game? Wait, wait, let me finish. Who gets, who gets, who gets married and is still in the DMs of former True Will he host? Anyway, let's talk about SCU versus Two Boys and a Dinosaur. Who you got? We got JJ in this one. SCU as a whole. I mean, not, they're they're an established. They're trying to build, you can tell they're trying to build two boys in the dinosaur. They're trying to build that team. There's no reason SCU wins. So I'm going with two boys in the dinosaur. Easily. It's a good pick. Who you got? It's funny because in our fantasy league, I have SCU and I have Eagles. <laughs> so I'm not going for them because of that. Just no, no. no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not accusing you of any kind of impropriety. I feel yeah. like it will but, okay. but I will say this. For those who are in the know, there is a test of strength in the lobby of Starcast. And I was witness seeing Marco Stunt trying to pull off this test of strength. And he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. And at the at the weigh-in press conference, we were there. Yes. We saw him having to fill a t-shirt with tea kettles, tea kettles, change, pots and pans, all kinds of crazy stuff in order to try to just break 102. Yeah, he got to 102. How, how is that man, and we use that term, supposed to, What's the shoot supposed, to <laughs> yeah, supposed to fight against an athlete on the level of Frankie Kazarian? On the level of knowledge of a Christopher Daniels, the a ring general. Despite all of that, I'm still taking Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marvel. <laughs> because from a booking standpoint, SCU is very well established. Mm -hmm. Crowds know who they are. SCU. But crowds are going to learn. Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stanta. And you're already building, you build, that's how, this is how you build stars. This is how you do it. You use your experienced talent to put over the younger talent. And if there's anything that we have learned 
from the mindset of our AEW execs. It's that they want to find ways to build stars. And for that reason, I picked Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, Marvel Star. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna disagree with both gentlemen and I'm gonna go with SCU. I think that SCU gets the victory here. I think that uh, two boys and a dinosaur on AAW on TNT, they will use those opportunities to basically get them over with victories. But I believe in, on the pay-per-views, all they need to do is impress, is get that crowd popping like they did at Fight for the Fallen, like they did at Fighter Fest, like Luchasaurus got one of the biggest pops in the Casino Battle Royale back at Double or Nothing, and I think they're going to do that again. It's going to be a hot-ass opener. It's going to be a fun-ass trios match. Marco Stunt's going to be flying everywhere. Jungle Boy is going to be improving because he improves in every single match he's in. Don't forget, one of the six competitors has a master's degree. <laughs> he weighs two tons and one master degree. I mean, so, there's knowledge there. That's he's the heaviest of the heavyweights. So, Luchasaurus is going to impress once again, but I think SEU gets the victory because they need to establish themselves as the premier trio of AEW. This one will determine who is going to verse the winner of the 21 Women Casino Battle Royal on in Washington, D.C. at debut show for AEW on TNT to determine the AEW Women's Champion. It's going to be Riho versus Haruka Shida. Haruka Shida and Riho, they got into it in uh, during the six-woman Yoshi match back at Double or Nothing. Also had a little encounter during the three-way at Fighter Fest after Riho got the victory in that three-way featuring uh, Sheeta as well as Nyla Rose. And this big-time singles matchup, I feel like the crowd is going to take a while to get into, but I think these two women will impress. Hey, so, sorry, I didn't make it. But in that match, the crowd is going to into it. Absolutely. So, Stat King, who you got? Riho versus Sheeta in this one. See? It's difficult for me to pick this match because this match is depending on who wins the battle. Battle War, same thing, yeah. <laughs> so, if I'm picking Awesome Kong, I'm picking uh, Rio. Because you have the size, you have that size differential. You, it's just, it, it kind of almost writes itself for October 2nd. So, I'm, I'm going I'm to pick Rio, picks up the win. She goes up against Awesome Kong. Kong, Kong is your first AEW Women's Champion. And we're already headed to, to this one. You got in this one. Since I chose Britt Baker for the Battle Royale, I got to pick you. See, yeah, that, 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 that's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, that's it really what we're saying. Is. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to go with Haruku Shida as well. I feel like Haruku Shida is one of the women that are going to build this women's division around with, the, with stars like Britt Baker as well as uh, Awesome Kong. But I think Haruku Shida is one of the best oh. women women's wrestlers in the world today. And I think Cheetah versus Sadie Gibbs. Oh, October 2nd, get ready for a woman's banger. It's going to be one of the better women, women's matches of the year. But I think Haruka Sheeta gets the victory over Riho. Especially, yes, especially for the inaugural Women's Championship. Yeah. They're going to go, no pun intended, they're going to go all out. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I also think that Riho got the victory at Firefest, so she's yeah. not going to lose her. We got tag team tournament action. We're going to determine who's going to get a first round bye in the AEW tag team championship tournament. It's going to be best friends who won the three-way Side note, we don't mean to cut you off, mm -hmm. but when you think about it, 
Is it really a buy? If they're fucking having a match to have a first-round buy, it pretty much is a fucking first-round match. So it kind of makes no sense. But continue, your mother. We haven't seen the bracket yet, so it's still a buy. It's so it's, it's still stupid. <laughs> they're fighting to have a buy to only to still advance to the next it's, match. It's, it's, I, 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 I see what you're saying. I see you saying because it's weird because I mean, if you still, look at it it's still facing. If you, look from, if you look at it from a sports perspective, if you look at like let's take the NFL for example, whoever wins the conference of the AFC and the NFC gets a buy. They don't. There, it's based off of their previous previous track record. Exactly. And in this situation, they don't have that track record. They're having so a match to yeah, go they into have, the Yeah, they're having a match to kind of determine the track record, but I, I, see, I see it. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Best friends, uh, they won the, they won this uh, right to be in this matchup back at Fight, uh, fight, fight for the Fallen. No, Fight for the Fallen, actually. No, Best Friends had the Fighter Fest match. You're right. Dark you're right. You're right. That was on the buy-in for uh, Fighter Fest, and then the Dark Order won their three-way matchup back at Fight for the Fallen. So these two teams will go up against each other to determine who gets the first round by. Of course, it was the Dark Order who debuted at Double or Nothing, attacking Best Friends and Helico and Jack Evans after their matchup. So who you got in this one, the Dark Order versus Best Friends? I got to go with Dark Order. Um, we, we, we were talking about this uh, earlier in the day, and it's one of those situations where you would want the Best Friends to win maybe if you, if you are fans of them, but it's one of those situations where if you're trying to think objectively, which is hard for many wrestling fans, but if you're trying to think objectively, uh, the Dark Order is less is not as known as the Best Friends, and it's one of those situations where you're giving a heel team the buy. Exactly. And, and almost more importantly than whether or not they're, they're less well-known than Best Friends is giving a heel team the buy. Specifically with the Dark Order, because they have that kind of uh, malevolent, mystical element where they're causing lights to go out, they're just coming up out of nowhere. Like it's just it's one of those situations that you don't know what's 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 going to happen with them. That giving them that buy kind of has them looming over the rest of the field as we build towards crowning the first tag team champions. So the Dark Order. That same thing, but the Dark Order. There's no reason. There's no. If you're trying to establish teams, we know who the best friends are. You had them in Battle of the Exactly. <laughs> you had them established. I mean, we know who the best friends are. But to build that team, especially going to a tournament as a heel team, there's no reason why best friends should win. So we know who the best It just makes more sense for a heel team to get this by. Especially because the Dark Order is not really over with a lot of the crowd, they need to get these victories to get over and to get the heat that they really should have. So I think that we're all across the board going from the Dark Order here. This one is the Crackle Barrel. Battle <laughs> of the Nights. Wait, it's, is it really? Yes. It's, oh, it's, it's actually like Crackle Barrel crackle, crackle Clash. Yeah, the, the, crackle the, the, the Crackle Battle Clash is sponsored by Crackle Barrel. Maybe, maybe we gotta go to Crackle Barrel tomorrow morning. We should. <laughs> like, well, how far is Crackle Barrel? We'll find out. Darby Allen. Darby Allen, who's coming off a uh, draw against Cody back at Fighter Fest. He lost in the six-man tag team matchup, where which started this whole thing. The, these three men were in a six-man tag team tag team match back at Fight for the Fallen, where they lost to the team of Sean Spears, MJF, and Sammy Guevara. After the match, these three men battled backstage. So we got Darby Allen. 
Jimmy Havoc, and Joey Janela. Three men that have yet to get a victory in AEW, but one man will walk out with their first win in all elite wrestling. Who you got stacking? Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc because the crowd has seen... Yeah, the Jimmy Havoc lost to you in the four-way back at fight, uh, Fighter Fest. He also lost in the Casino Battle Royal oh, back right. at Double or Nothing. But in comparison. And in the six-man at Fight Festival. But in comparison, Joey Janela has had a single match yes. against John Moxley. Get well soon. And he almost died. He almost died. But he has had a single match. Darby Allen has also had a singles match. Jimmy Havoc does not. And I feel as though it's one of those situations that, you know, down the road, there's going to be plenty of people week to week complaining about AEW misusing town, not using people properly. You guys are going to be complaining about it just the same way you guys complain about WWE. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those situations where they have the ability, to me at least, to say, okay, we've, we've, we've kind of shown people who Darby Allen is through the vignettes on YouTube. We've People already kind of knew who Joey Janela was, spring break, all his, his work in, in the Indies. But how many people really know or who Jimmy Havoc is? He had, he was in T, T, TNA Impact for a couple of He was months. in he, TNA for a short time. He's definitely, I mean, his, his work in progress has been well documented, but how many people knew about it at the time as it's happened? So to me, I think you, you are having that kind Shoot, of that's news to me. Mark, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, a short feud yeah. with uh, this back in this, and, and, and he was and he was on. I think it was a, uh, a WrestleMania week match against Sammy Callahan. It was a uh, like a no holds barred match where he ends up losing after getting I think uh, powerbomb of Legos. But um, I mean, this is Jimmy Havoc, who's one of the kings of the death match, right? Like, that's what he's known for. And, again, this is a triple threat, so things are going to happen, right? And you got Darby Allen, who apparently has no problems throwing himself into a coffin drop on the ring. And you know he's Janela. Janela. It, that, those two words, those, that name uh, speaks volumes. So you have a, a, a situation where there's a triple threat. You're going to have craziness happening in this match. Cracker Barrel is sponsoring it, so maybe the barrel's going to be involved. Hey, definitely. Jimmy Havoc, I think... Comes out on top. We got, we got JJ. Have Darby only, only, only based on the fact that how Cody, like I want to say, put him over. Well, we all say put him over. Also, took like they had a draw at a fire fest. So I feel like they're trying to push Darby. So I'm gonna go with Darby. Allen. I, I, I'm gonna agree with the we got JJ here. I think that Darby Allen is the one that has the most. Momentum really here. Um, he's coming off a loss against Sean Spears. He was the one that took the loss in that six-man tag team matchup, which led to this whole matchup happening. And I feel that Darby Allen is, out of all three of them, the one that has the most potential to be a star on television, to be a star for AEW, because Darby Allen has that momentum, and he's a different type of cat. He's a different type he's of character. All, all, the, all the way around... Darby Allen was the man who was supposed to beat Austin Theory for the Evolve Championship. That is true. So AEW, if you're going to sign him, you better do something with him. And this is the opportunity to do, to do something with him on the biggest card of the year. Right. So I think Darby Allen gets his first win in AEW in this three-way. 
I don't feel like they put they had him go freaking Tom and draw with that one of the executives for no reason. You know? Mm, exactly. That's and right. speaking of That's that right. executive, Ooh. we have what happened after the match at Fighter Fest between Cody and Darby Allen. It was a certain gentleman who came out and made his presence known in AEW. It was it's gonna be Cody going one on one with his former tag team partner from way back in the day OVW. from OVW Ohio Valley Wrestling. It will be Sean Spears, the chairman of AEW. Why is he the chairman? Because he used Cody Skull to scramble some eggs and split his, the back of his head open, 13 stitches to seal up Cody's head. And at All Out, Cody versus Sean Spears, by far in my eyes, this is the best built matchup for All Out. All they had physical action-wise is Sean Spears hitting the chair shot, on Cody that split his head. We had Sean Spears then get the victory over Darby Allen, the man that Cody went to a draw with. And then we've had Sean Spears then hire the legendary former four horseman himself, Tully Blanchard, as his in-ring advisor. So he's gonna be in Cody's corner. I mean in uh, Sean Spears' corner. And then during the contract signing, basically they put the stipulation that Cody couldn't have his whole nightmare family, Pharaoh, DDP. Uh, wait, wait, wait. They know I was like, first off, they said one person can accompany. Yes, well, he would only have one person in his corner. Pharaoh isn't a person. He's a person. Man, Pharaoh is more over than 75%. And if you're and if you're disagreeing with that, do you really like? No way, Jose. No, wait. Jose! Fuck! No way, Jose. Okay. We got JJ. Fuck! No way, Jose. Who you got? Cody versus Sean Spears. Is this Sean Spears? There is no. If Cody beats fucking Sean Spears, they are AEW. I'm sorry, I love it. But if Cody beats Sean Spears, AEW is contradicting themselves. Easily. There's no reason Cody gets another big win. There's no reason. He doesn't need it. He's not needed. You're trying to build up Sean Spears. This whole, this whole fucking feud. There's no reason why Cody beats him like, at all. No reason. I'm going to agree with the weed guy, JJ, and I'm going to go with Sean Spears in this one for obvious reasons because you guys know I don't like Cody. <laughs> but Cody versus Sean Spears, who you got second? You have a storyline that has been built of animosity and the only time these guys have touched is one time. You have a situation where we don't know who is going to be accompanying Cody to the ring. We don't really, we've been given, we've been given a glimpse into the mindset of Sean Spears. We have been given nothing into the mindset of Cody Rhodes. This is a situation where they have the ability to build a solid, amazing, Top tier talent by having Sean Spears beat Cody Rhodes. And it's one of those situations where you can't, you can't, and, and, and shout out to all the real Cody fans who went out and bought Throne Breaker shirts. You can't break, you can't have a, you can't have a moment where you break the throne and then do something that the guy who sits on that throne 
would do. Would do. And that's something that Triple H would do. Mm-hmm. He would be Sean Spears in this storyline. Clean. 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 Let's 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 let's, story, let's, 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 let's think back. Crossroads one, two, three. It's not even it, it's going a little bit back, but like let's talk about Sheamus and Triple H. Yeah. Sheamus gets his gets the win back at Extreme Rules afterwards with the left. Yeah, but when the when the bright lights are on and the world is watching, Triple H won. Yeah, WrestleMania is only six. And this is one of those situations where Cody Cody has seen all these things. Cody knows all these things. Whether you like him or not, you have to at least respect the guy's knowledge of the business and knowledge of kind of what works and what doesn't. And he's seen what doesn't work. He kind of knows what does work. And Sean Spears, this, out of all of the matches, okay, with the exception of, with the, with the news of what recently happened with somebody's elbow, um, before that, all of the matches, this was probably the easiest to predict. Sean Spears has to win this match. He has to win. He needs to win more than anyone else on this card. Uh, Sean Spears was called the good hand by Cody, which led to his chair shot against Cody at Fighter Fest, and Sean Spears cut an excellent promo on the road to All Out, basically saying that Cody has become everything he's hated. He's become an executive. He's become the Vince man of AEW, and now he's looking down on people like Sean Spears, so this is a big match. And if I can just add one thing, is that I really like the fact that what set, in storyline, what set Sean Spears off was being called a good hand, because WWE consistently and constantly shies away from being called or considered a wrestling company. And in this situation, what started this entire feud is a wrestling terminology. And that's really important because AEW is going to face a lot of uphill challenges, but they're facing it knowing that first and foremost, they are a wrestling company. And they're not insulting the fans and staying away from that terminology or feeling like it's too insider. They expect us to know these type of things. So this match, in a lot of ways, a lot of people think it's going to be the best match on the card. This is a match that's been building from January to now. It's going to be the Lucha Bros, the AAA Tag Team Champions, defending against the premier tag team in professional wrestling, the premier tag team in AEW, Nick and... Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks. It's going to be a ladder match known as... Estalate del Lebuete, something like that. You're ladder, ladder of Death. Put it that way. You're Dominican. And it's going to be for the AAA World Tag Team Championship. So, we got to start all the way back three years ago in PWG. It was the Lucha Bros basically debuting in PWG, getting a victory over the Young Bucks, making them 1-0. Then it was for the AAA Tag Team Championships back in Mexico. The Young Bucks uh, made a surprise appearance, and they defeated the Lucha Bros for the AAA Tag Team titles. At double or nothing, they successfully defended those titles against the Lucha Bros in a fantastic match, one of the best tag team matches of the year. Then back in Mexico, in a rematch in June, it was the Lucha Bros who got the victory back against the Young Bucks, making themselves 2-0. If you want to bring in six-man tag team matches at Fighter Fest, there was the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid losing to the elite of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. And then at Triple Mania in Mexico just one month, just a month ago, it was Laredo Kid and Lucha Bros getting the victory back against the elite. 
making the whole entire thing three and three. This is the rubber match between the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks. We got JJ. He's getting comfortable taking his shoes off. Who <laughs> got in this one? Uh, well, I won't be biased because I want a jacket. I got Lucha Bros. <laughs> There's no reason they just want to belt back to lose it again unless they're trying to continue this feud, but we've seen enough already. So I got Lucha Bros. I think it's time to end this feud, so I'm going to agree with Weed Guy JJ, and I'm going to go with the Lucha Bros getting the victory. But I say if Phoenix, we've heard that Phoenix had a leg injury uh, just this past weekend. They say the match. They, but I didn't think about that because kind of Bucks kind of almost a little bit gave it away because they're going to be in a taxi tournament. <laughs> Like, like, the Phoenix got the injury, so we don't know if he's 100%. I think if he's less than 100%, this is guaranteed to be a good match. If he is close to 100%, it's going to be tremendous. It's going to be a classic. Who you got in this one? Lucha Bros and Young Bucks. So it's interesting that previous match that we talked about, Cody and Sean Spears, mm-hmm. is being built where the two competitors, the two people involved, have touched each other once. In comparison, these teams have faced each other in the chart a number of times. Especially in the last few months. Yeah. In the past few months. And it's just interesting to see that the 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 difference in the booking. But it's one of those situations where it's a dog. It's a dog. American Wolves. AEW. Let's 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 not be as uh, Pedantic as many WWE marks. It was just like, oh, this person's contract's over. I've seen this nonsense of just somebody should, uh, some the AEW should sign the CFOs. Oh God! For music, Please really? Stop. I would love for some really. CFOs should go to AEW. Let's not get off too off the rails. We got and, 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 <laughs> but, but, but that's interesting to bring up because this is a storyline, and it goes to show about the booking. That everything makes sense and everything works towards a reason. It's not just like, oh, this is the hot name, they should go to XYZ. Lucha Bros win this match because that's what's supposed to happen. That's what we have been shown should happen. And it's not as though, it's not like, even if you know or feel as though this is what should happen, you can still go into a match, you can still go into an event, to watch an event, thinking, something else could happen and it's just it's one of those situations where you know what that neck they've they've pulled out gutsier wins in the past incredibly gutsy wins could they beat lucha bros yes should they beat lucha bros no and that's why lucha bros win and if you know the young bucks and ladder matches it's always guaranteed to be one of the best matches of the night uh young bucks versus Hardy's back in Orlando two years ago was a tremendous ladder match. Uh, three years ago, them versus the Addiction versus Motor City Machine Gun was absolutely mm-hmm. fantastic and one of the best ladder wars that ROH has ever seen. Uh, just this past December, them, SCU, and the Briscoes had an insane ladder war at Final Battle in ROH. So, okay, Nicholas killed himself. <laughs> I think it's going to be another classic for the Young Bucks in a ladder match. This one may be the match that is able to exceed this ladder match, though. This was originally supposed to be John Moxley. John Moxley, the purveyor of violence, the the unscripted violence, uh, the 
the so the, the paradigm shift. The, 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 the lunatic fringe actually left off the leash. Yes, <laughs> but unfortunately, due to his nine matches, his nine Ooh. grueling matches in Japan, he suffered an elbow infection. So that last week on True Heat 45, we broke the news that John Moxley was out of all out. He could not make uh, make even even make the trip to Chicago. They had to cancel his meeting greets, cancel his events. For oh shit! Well, man, I got was just upset because. And because they which to be fair, I'd be upset. And they replaced his interview with wrestling with stereotypes. So yeah. I mean he's very upset. But we don't use a sexist JJ for lightly. No reason. (laughs) So but they did replace this match with an absolute banger certified. It is gonna be the former king of the cruiserweight, the former Dragon Gate heavyweight champion, Pac. PAC, the artist formerly known as Neville, who will go one-on-one with the cleaner, Kenny Omega. The cleaner versus the bastard at All Out. The bastard. Who you got? Pop versus Omega. Damn, sir. One-winged angel. What, who are we getting ourselves with? One-winged angel. One-winged angel. Pac, Pac, I mean, I'm wearing, I'm wearing the shirt. Pac didn't want to. Pac, and maybe it was Pac and Dragon Gate, or just Dragon Gate, whatever the case may be. Pac had to pull out of the match earlier, and it was one of those situations where he didn't want to lose while he was holding the title. He's no longer holding the title because if you follow Dragon Gate, uh, they had issues within Real Extreme Diffusion, the the faction that Pac was part of. Uh, ben K left the group. He was ostracized. He was kicked out. He wins their version of the G1 slash Royal Rumble. He challenged Pac for the uh, Dragon Gate Championship, which had opened the, opened the Dream Gate? Yeah, yeah, yeah opened the, open the Dream Gate Championship. Uh, he wins, so Pac is no longer the champion. So he has the ability to take the loss. And honestly, my takeaway from this match is not necessarily that it is happening, or not necessarily that we're finally getting the match that we thought we were going to get. It's simply that we now have the ability or possibility that Pac is going to be a weekly AEW person. And that, that's what I'm looking that's for. That's actually yeah, more important. Whether, whether Kenny Omega wins, whether Pac wins, honestly, what I'm, nah, more, what, what, what I'm happier about is that we have now have the ability to potentially have Pac on a week-to-week basis on TV, on AEW, on TNT. So yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Omega because I feel like he needs that big win, especially when watching BT is freaking you would tell that drug team you with Moxie and him leading to the end of the year because of his injury. But Pop was not wouldn't be surprised and I feel like that'd be a way to keep 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 the fans intrigued with Pop heading to AEW if he's actually staying. I'm sure. I mean, uh, I, honestly, a lot of people don't think this is going to go either way. I feel like a lot of people think Omega's going to get the victory here, but it is going to honestly go either way right because now. I don't think Omega was going to win if he was versus Moxley. I feel like he was going to lose against Moxley, and they were going to set up Kenny Omega basically being 0-2, being 1-2, and, and having to work his redemption angle when they get to TV on TNT. So I can easily see a scenario where Pop gets his victory, Becomes one and zero in AEW, but honestly, I feel like Omega needs this victory 
And I feel like this is going to be the match of the night. It's going to be mm-hmm. tremendous. Mm-hmm. If these guys get 20 minutes plus, it's guaranteed to be I'm going to five stars. Pops will be the Pops will be able to prove himself. Everybody's writing them off like, oh, shit, the Moxie thing. Oh, man, I want to see Moxie more, blah, blah, blah. Not knowing that Pac is a much better worker, <laughs> a much better worker than Moxley. So he's going to ha- he's gonna go out there, I'm sure, without a doubt, to prove so that you guys know that Pac is not another fuck with. So they're going to go out there and kill it. I have high hopes in this match. Moxley is the bigger star. He's the better Red promo, Roller. but they... They did lack a lot when it came to the rivalry between mm-hmm. Moxley and Omega. And them Moxley being out of this match is going to help them create a bigger rivalry for when they eventually do do this match. Ta- we that's, guys, JJ, has had one too many shots of Hennessy, so we got to almost wrap things up. Oh. And we're going to get into the main event of All Out. AEW Only Wrestling determines its first ever World Heavyweight Champion. And the main event of AEW All Out is going to be Chris Jericho going one-on-one with Hangman Adam Page. It was, it was Chris Jericho who got the victory at Double or Nothing to over Kenny Omega in the main event to get this opportunity. It was Hangman, Hangman Adam Page who got the victory in the Casino Battle Royal back at Double or Nothing to get his opportunity here. Hangman Page got a victory in the Fatal 4-Way at Fire Fest, as well as a big victory over Kip Sabian at Fight for the Fallen. After the match, it was Chris Jericho who attacked him, and then uh, Chris Jericho cut a scathing promo, which Hangman also came out and attacked him after that. Hey, and then Hangman cut one of the best promos of his entire career mm-hmm. when he came out at House of Glory mm-hmm. in New York City and talked about cowboy shit and how cowboy shit led to the creation of AEW and cowboy shit would lead to him becoming the first ever AEW champion. Chris Jericho says that he needs to win this victory. If he loses this match, Chris Jericho feels that his whole career has been a sham. His whole career is over if he loses this match against Heyman Page. So you have two men that have basically said that they need to win or their whole career is a waste. But her name was Jericho. Jericho. Jericho saying that, I don't know who you're losing. <laughs> you think so? Only for some fact that, come on, it's fucking Chris Jericho. You mean tell me, Jericho, at the end of the day, you have a career that spans 30 years. You're a world renowned superstar. You didn't even say some stupid shit like that. You. <laughs> and it makes me feel so good. I, I, I would disagree with that. Uh-huh. So, I mean, you mean, so, well, go ahead. Yeah. Nothing behind me. Think about the incredible career. Oh, the incredible career before that Saudi Arabia match of Sean Lakes. Mm-hmm. Going, mm-hmm. going into the retirement match against, which we didn't know at the time. We had thought, maybe, but we didn't know. Going into what would be his retirement match against Undertaker. Mm-hmm. He says, if I can't beat you, I have no career. This is this is Sean fucking Michaels. Right. It, it makes sense from a narcissistic perspective. Sean Michaels is uh, even before that. We already know Sean Michaels is one of the greatest of all time. But but him and, and we got we got Jericho who calls himself you know, you know. We have it makes sense that from Jericho's perspective, it's like this is a brand new company. Yeah, I've already, yeah. I've already talked so much shit about how they need to thank me, about how they wouldn't have these right. deals. If it's not for me. But if I don't win, 
Exactly. But see, the problem with, I feel like that, but that is, AEW should be an alternative. And you got to think about companies like WCW, Impact, when a guy comes from WWE, go to that company yeah. and make the champion. I feel like they want to do something different. Of course, putting Jer- making Gerald champion, heading to the TV show, of course. Oh, shit, could Jericho start Russell? Oh, my God. He's a champion. I'm going to tune into this. But I feel like if they're trying to do something completely different on that perspective, like making Paige the champion would be the smartest thing to do. My counter to that is that while having Paige be a champion would be, to me, it's, it's, it's a left field decision. To me, but they've been building Paige, though. They've, they've, they've been building. They haven't done the best job. Oh, they've no, been they haven't. They've, they've been building. They've been building. This dude alone. Like, it wasn't. Like, Paige was pulling his shit. Who did he last week? Hold on, hold on. Paige wins the Battle Royal, and then who does he beat? It's a, you know, he, he, he beat, he beat uh, Jungle Boy, MJF, and Jimmy Havoc. At Fight for the Fall. And then he goes 19 minutes with Kip Sabian at Fight for the Fall. So he goes goes 19 minutes with a guy that he has like 50 pounds on. And a guy that appears pretty much out of nowhere. It doesn't make sense. When when, when, when Cody goes, sorry, let's rephrase that. When Darby takes Cody to the limit. It makes sense. Yeah. When Kip Sabian and Adam Page go 19 minutes, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Especially if you're trying to build towards him, Page, and Jericho. Adam Page, and we knew headed to all out your match was Jericho and him. So I, I got to go with Jericho. I got I to take Jericho. I mean, from, from, as I'm saying, from a business perspective, Jericho is the, the perfect answer. Oh, shit. We know who Chris Jericho is. He's heading to TNT. They're going live. Oh, shit. I'm going to check it out. Jericho, what is this? Mm-hmm. But if I feel like if they want to be different, Paige would be the answer. But I would, but even though it's probably going to piss off some fans, I, Jericho would be the answer to go with. Man. He can drop the shit. He can, he can come, into the, come into TV with the championship and lose it. So it doesn't have to be the... That's WCW. I know, I'm just saying though, like, he can come into the championship and lose it, but either that's, or, that's you know. So, so, me and myself, I'm going to split the, the votes, <laughs> and I'm going to go with Chris Jericho, and he's going to finally earn his thank you that he's going to AEW for. Yeah, Let's hear from the spotlight in the True Hills real quick. I'm going to say uh, Steve Salvage, he had a couple of things to say. Yeah. He said, Art Anderson comes out with Cody. Then Arn turns on Cody at the end due to the Tully Arn relationship, which makes a lot of sense. Um, Maurice, True Hill, True Hill Maurice says the Bucks Lucha Bros feud is becoming like the Usos New Day feud. Stop! Too, too much of a good thing, and it's time to put it away and and Lucha Bros to end the feud for now. And then Steve Salvage also adds. Jericho should win and brings more notoriety towards yeah, AEW. Yeah, People yeah. know the name of Jericho. Jericho. You picking Hangman? No, I'm going to with Hangman because you you picking Hangman. And I met him. Now you agree. I met him. No, right. True face. Steve Savage. I met Hangman, the cool-ass dude in his cowboy shit over here. 
But if Jericho wins, I'm not mad with it because it makes sense. And honestly, honestly, that that's kind of the beautiful thing because if Jericho wins, it makes sense. It makes sense. And if Adam Page wins, in a weird way, it makes sense. Also makes, makes sense because it's gotta be different. But and that's and that's what's crazy because like in a couple weeks we're gonna have a situation where if Seth Rollins wins, it makes sense. If Adam <laughs> wins, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. And you have these kind of situations with WWE and with other companies that. Sometimes their booking doesn't always make sense, and we really got to right. be grateful. Now I think about it, literally the only match that I'm confused, I, I'm conflicted with, is the main event, and that's yeah. how it should be because it's the main yeah. event. It's like main exactly. you go into the match, like oh shit, well, who is who is going to win? You know, yeah. you shouldn't know who's going to win the main event of a big show like this. Yeah. You should have some confusion, and it should be kind of split among the entire fan base. So. We have finally come to the end. This is one of the longest episodes of True Hill <laughs> We've kind of gone off the rails. We're a little bit tipsy. Jaquan, what was the final count for the number of shots you had? Bruh. I mean, let's say for the record. I said a little bit of Henny left in the cup. And he's got Henny left in the cup. And he's got Henny left in the bottle. Yeah, it's almost done. But please, yeah, be, aware. please be aware that while we are live right now, we are no longer with you in your homes around the entire country and the world. This party is going to continue. It's a super kick party. It's a more, we're going to watch more wrestling. We're going to do more liquor, fight some more shit because these are my guys. Super <laughs> heady party. It's a super heady party. Fucking love these guys. I want to so, thank both of these gentlemen. We got JJ as well as the Stat King, the returning Stat King. Hopefully, that AEW makes Chicago more of a tradition. I can get Stat King more on the show. So, I want to hear from you guys, you know, your final thoughts, your final statements to our viewing audience before we wrap up True Hill Heat 46. You got, you got something to say to Steve, or you got something to no, say to our viewers? Um, it's been a good night. It's been a great night. Uh, I appreciate my good brother right here, SP3, for having me on the show, you know, trusting me to be as drunk as I am, <laughs> talking like shit about the business I love. Shout out to Nick Jackson. But, shout, you know, I. It's, it's, it's been an honor. It's been a great, it's only been, what, two days so far. It's been a great reading so far. Hanging with these guys, talking our shit, rustling. Tomorrow's my first AEW show, which is, it should have been. I should have been here two shows ago. But we haven't talked about that. Um, I'm, I'm ready for all out. I'm ready for an alternative to wrestling. You know, I watch everything, so it's not really nothing for me. You know, I'm fuck about it. Bash on the So I appreciate this. You know, the weekend's not over. It's still going to be fun. We're probably going to have some more stuff to talk about down the line. You know? And who knows? We might go live for you guys on the spotlight. Yeah, you might be fucking shot by the end of tomorrow night. Like, or even True Hill Heat. Maybe after all that, we might go live on a True Hill Heat page for know. you guys. Stat King, any final words to our viewing audience? So my first time, which is also my last time on was about a year ago. We were here for all that. And at the time, we kind of had no idea where this was going to go. We had no idea that Matt and Nick, Cody, Kenny, Hangman were going to really leave New Japan, leave Ring of Honor, and build this new company. 
And in a way, the, the journey that we've all been on over the past years is incredible. So my final thought is just optimism for the future of where we can go based off of where we've been. And where we've been with AEW, or just all in, not being branded by a company, has been great and solid. And where we can go is sky's the limit. Change the world. Change the world, <laughs> as, as the t-shirts say. So what, what's the next thing? We've got all in, all out, all over. <laughs> hey, no, no, no. That's all that's, over, coming in December. All, all over, that's, that's, that's what Vince calls it when he buys it. But we're, the, the thing to remember is that we're all going to be on this journey together. We're all going to be watching the same product, whether you're watching it when it's live, the day after, wow. whenever, you, whenever you're we're able to catch up. And the thing is that we now have a real alternative to a weekly product that we've been watching since goddamn 1993. We have a full, real alternative, and it's one of those situations where whether you like it or not, it's incumbent upon you to support it. Because when you support AEW, even if you really don't intend to, you're forced, you are supporting WWE. Because you're putting the impetus on WWE to be better sure. in order to compete. So tomorrow is going to be an amazing show. These guys have yet to disappoint. And I'm looking forward to it. I know everybody here is looking forward to it. I know everybody in Chicago who's going to be there is looking forward to it. And I hope you all are able to watch tomorrow as they go all out. They go all out in order to bring to you a weekly show, a weekly alternative to what we think or know of is the wrestling world. We are on the precipice of a wrestling revolution because Wednesday nights will never be the same again come even September 18th. Because At least not for a while. Yeah, NXT yeah. coming to USA, then October 2nd, AEW on TNT. There's going to be so much wrestling for us to consume. You got New Japan Pro Wrestling, which has been on the rise and putting out great shows in 2019. Mm -hmm. Ring of Honor is uh, somewhere. It's not fully in the sunken place, but it's close. Impact Wrestling, MLW, this is like the most wrestling you could ever consume. But I want to thank you guys for tuning in to True Hill Heat. All of you guys that stayed along since the beginning when we started about two and a half hours ago. <laughs> this is not one of the longest episodes of True Hill Heat because we had so much to talk about with the three big shows. So whether you're going to enjoy... Hey, whether you're going to enjoy New Japan Pro Wrestling World Quest at 12 p.m. tomorrow or NXT UK TakeOver at uh, 2 p.m. tomorrow from Cardiff or the AEW All Out Show uh, coming up in the evening. You guys have a jam-packed day of professional wrestling, so I need you guys to go out and watch one of those shows. Support! Those shows. Support so, the thing we love. Speaking of support, I want you guys to support my other podcast, which is Toxic Talk. Toxic Talk, you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud. You can watch us on YouTube, and we're going to be talking about pegging and getting hit on by gay men. Uh, Spanking's gonna walk on by for a little bit. It's all good. 
uh, Four Quarters podcast and my new basketball podcast that is about to start in quite a bit of time. Yes, we're going to be talking about basketball. We're going to be talking about the upcoming NBA season. Shouts out to Chris Gutierrez. Shouts out to Dre Robinson, as well as Matthew Miller. Those are my co-hosts. Shout about wow. Four Quarters podcast and SP3's G1 Climax 29 Top 10 matches is coming up. I've been promising you this for a couple of True Hill heats now. We're going to talk about that tournament. Facebook, you can follow the True Hills, True Hills group page. You can follow True Hill Heat. Like I said, we just hit over 4,000 likes on the True Hill Heat page. The Pro Wrestling Spotlight, we want to thank JJL and everyone from the Pro Wrestling Spotlight who's been supporting us. We want to uh, shout out to my boy, Jonathan Escudero and the Dirt Sheet Radio podcast that just started. Battle Club Pro, one of the premier promotions here in New York City. Anything you can do on September 28th, follow us on the Twitter machine, True Hill Heat. Follow me on Instagram, True Hill underscore SP3. Where can they find you on Instagram? Uh, Axel underscore J A Y. Underscore Duggan, Axel J Duggan, switch up to Jim Duggan. Facebook, my name is Jaquan James, you know, sound like Twitter if you want to call it. Jay Styles 92. Sound like He's everywhere. He's everywhere on social media. YouTube, True Hill Heat, just over 270 subscribers. So we are trying to hit that apex of 300 subscribers before the end of the year. Slow and steady wins the race. So we expect. 30 more people to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Marathon, not a sprint. If you're, if you're watching us on a Facebook Live, become a YouTube subscriber. There's so much for you to consume. The G1 Climax Countdown video. We got a couple of interviews coming up at Battle Club Pro, so check us out. Uh, Toxic Talk, like I said before, is on YouTube. Uh, Jimmy McElram, I do reviews and reactions to all your great shows, including Power Season 6. Power Season 6, Episode 1. I'm going to have a video up on the Jimmy Macaran YouTube channel where I'm laughing at the fact that a certain character just passed away. iTunes, True Hill Heat and Toxic Talk is out on iTunes. So, it's a big rich town. For the Stat King, for Mrs. Stat King that you saw passing by just shortly ago, for Weed Guy JJ, I am the True Hill Phenom SB3 for True Hill Heat. 46 live from Chicago. Whether you're watching Royal Quest, watch, whether you're watching UK Takeover, Carta, or AEW All Out, I need you all to enjoy your Saturday full of professional wrestling. So until True Will Heat 47, for everyone, we are signing off. Until next time. I'm not even high.